You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. We have a beast of a show today. Monster Hunter World has taken over the crew. And the United States, finally, after years of being a phenomenon in Japan. And uh, we have our early impressions of Monster Hunter World. Um, we are hoping to hunt our fair share of wild... Well, I should say we were hoping to hunt our fair share of wildlife in Red Dead Redemption 2 earlier this year. But it got delayed, and that got us thinking about game delays, which is going to be the topic of the show. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, the Instagram community sounded off on the corporate monster that is EA as we discuss the EA Star Wars Battlefront situation as our question of the week. And we have a lot of incredible responses to read there. Um, our bio break article this week involves a fascinating monster of sorts, the regenerating uh, axolotl, a fascinating species of salamander that can regenerate its body parts um so that's going to be cool make sure you, uh, you stay tuned for that and i have some fascinating results from our monster hunter polls that i've been running on the sword chomp instagram and uh, what better show to talk a little more horizon zero dawn as shay's trying to finish that up um all of the machine monsters of that world and the ecology one ecology of the year uh, for the chomp cast and whatnot so all that and more on this week's Chomp Cast. But first, let's get to some introductions. Up first, uh, from Texas, my good friend. Of course, I'll start with a Monster Hunter-themed introduction here. Um, the one and only, the Filipino Johnny Depp. Anthony Fisher is here. Um, a man who I have been hunting monsters with over the past week. And, uh, well, I've learned a ton about Fish's hunting techniques. Uh, as you want to call them. If you're not familiar with the term noodling, it's the practice that many people use their appendages to fish for catfish. Basically, they like stick an arm or what have you in like a catfish hole, uh, and then they bite it and bam. Noodling is like a, a huge practice. It's, it's a really interesting thing if you want to look into it. A practice that fish has taken to heart in his own special way, as I witnessed it firsthand as we crept up on a herd of jagra and fish slipped into the grass and began to unzip his pants. Here to tell us more about his patented noodling technique, Anthony Fisher's here. Hey, everybody. Doing, <laughs> tell me more about this, this uh, technique you're using. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. But, yeah, um, it's important. You got to say that first. We don't want people trying that at home. Yeah, is, you're definitely. a trained professional. Exactly, yes. If, if you pull... <laughs> <laughs> You you really have to work that muscle out. You get need to keep its elasticity. Um, okay, okay. So there's like def- prep that goes into the noodle. Gotcha. Definitely. Gotcha. Yes. So to speak. You you can't noodle. just run out there and just whip out your noodle and hope to get you know something to bite on it and hmm. not. That's how you get hurt. The, That's strange. That's how you get hurt. I would have expected instant noodles from an Asian. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Oh, well, well, actually, yeah, say, you got to eat hungry, that before but... you go on your hunt. <laughs> wait, 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 repeat that again, Fish, but what was that? Well, you actually have to prepare your cup of noodles before you go out and start actually noodling. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can use that metaphor. Yeah, that's true. Get you a little yeah. bonus, plus five to length. <laughs> <laughs> Elasticity. You know, I got to give you this. I, I was skeptical at first. 
it works. It works. It, it, it fish is a great monster hunter. So yeah, definitely stick with it, me or kid. You'll, you'll learn a thing. <laughs> stick with fish kid. Um, but on that note, if you're a kid, you can't go hunting with fish. This is part of the rules. Only adults. But um, now, now, if I had a son, he would know that by the age of three. He'd be, he'd be a master noodler one day. Um, yeah, that actually led, we had a funny incident involving a, a fishing story that I don't want to ruin because I'm going to post it on Instagram. But uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Me and Fish have been fucking around playing Monster Hunter. And, you know, like we're like two immature teenagers whenever we get online. It's really quite disgusting. Um, Glad to have you here today, Fish. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of Monster Hunter. Um, And then, of course, speaking of noodles, from Japan, Shay Layton joins us. And this week, we're talking all sorts of exciting things, um, including his fascination with the axolotl. Uh, the salamander I mentioned at the beginning of the show. It's a creature that can regenerate different parts of its body, and lately Shay has been wishing he could regenerate his bank account after visiting some of the finest establishments of the red light district in the greater Japan area. How are you doing this week, Shay? Good. Um, my funds have been a little low. Um, I just I can't stop. I can't stop going. Um, mm-hmm. I refuse to stop going, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, why should I've you? Met, Debt? Met Whatever comes like, your way. I met people like Candace and yeah, Candace. Um, Kiki <laughs> and in Japan, um, this really weird woman Those named same... Jerome. Her name was Jerome. <laughs> I, I don't understand why. Those are like the names you'd see in America. I thought they'd be a little more, you know, foreign Kiki? sounding. Really? Yeah, Kiki, Kiki. You're right, Kiki. Jerome, though. Come on, Jerome. Jerome yeah. is from Thailand. Okay, maybe that's okay. why that's maybe that's why she has a guy's name oh yeah well makes sense um i thought so well you know you're only in japan once shay you've you got to live it up i'm not judging we're not judging you here please don't really <laughs> i mean you, you don't know what it's like to live so close to the red light district in japan is that actually true do you really live right next to the red light district Yes. Yeah. I can see you shaking your head on the camera, but I gotta hear it. I need verbal communication. <laughs> oh. You know, actually, I have a I have a really funny story. I went to like just real quick. I went to get uh, Chinese food a few months ago, and right outside uh-huh. of one of the uh, establishments, it said Bukaki Udon. Mm. And to this <laughs> day, I don't know what that means, but I I'm assuming it doesn't mean what I think it means. I haven't. Uh, Managed to look it up yet? What's, it means splash. So I'm wondering, it's just a splash of something. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't want to find out what that splash just, is. Just a splash of udon. Funny. Yeah. If 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 bukkake mm. means splash, then I've never had bukkake. I've, what's what's drizzle <laughs> in Japan? Is there something a little more appropriate for me? I I couldn't tell you. All right, I'll look it up later. Mm-hmm. Um, Please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glad you're here, Shay. Um, you know what funds you do have left, but you're here in spirit, and you know what? We don't need superficial things like money or anything like that here. So no, 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 we don't. Um, and of course, last but surely not least, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. 
And much like the topic of the show today, which is game delays, Josh has been working hard this week to teach Fish the art of the delay in the bedroom by bestowing upon him the secrets of tantric sex so he can truly satisfy his wife. How's that been going, Josh? Can you give us a little insight? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a, a long, hard job. Um, mm-hmm. we're not... It's hard to tell if we're making progress or not, but it's taking some time, which I guess is getting the point across in one way or another. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not exactly it's... the way I'd intended, but I mean... Maybe when you say it's a long, hard job, was that a like an intentional thing, considering the conversation, or just accidental? No, no, I just stumbled into that somehow. I was uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, is Fish a fast learner? Because uh, I mean, does he pick up things quickly? I mean, he picks them up, but he doesn't really learn what the hell he's doing with them. He's hands full mm. of things he doesn't understand. Um, <laughs> he's like a child just exploring yeah. his new toys for the first mm-hmm. time yeah, yeah just grabbing pulling just prodding <laughs> yanking lots of hands slapping. lots of hands going on but yeah yeah I, I will say that Josh is a really good coach and Aww, he, he does so have sweet. a lot of patience with me but um Aww. yeah I, did, I look at all is those he... things and I just I just I really don't know where to start on them I mean that's understandable. I mean, is he still vaping while he's doing it, Josh? Because I've been trying to talk him out of that. He gets a free hand if he stops vaping. We we know we know the answer to that. <laughs> it's we know we've been. It's a wasted appendage. It. Yeah. But I will say this: the things fish can do with one hand, impressive. Impressive, all things considered. Yeah, oh, all things you, considered. Yeah. <laughs> the master of the <laughs> of of the art. Um, yeah, well, you know, keep at it, Josh. Um, it's uh, when Fish gets it, um, we'll have the satisfaction of knowing. And, and like you said, you're a great coach. So glad you're here today, Josh. Despite I know you were not super happy with your time spent with Monster Hunter World, um, but mm. maybe we can discuss that a little further. I know me and you played some Monster Hunter way back in the day on the Wii. We were like the only two people that played Monster Hunter on the Wii. Monster Hunter Try. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's- it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, but that's been some time now, I guess. Good God, yeah, man, that was... Ugh, that must have been like 2010 or so? I mean, ages. <laughs> it ages. has to have been, yeah. It's forever ago. Forever ago now, so... So it's going to be fun. Um, I, of course, am Morgan Barnes from Montana, and I want, I want to say this right before the topic of the show because I think it's appropriate. We did something pretty cool as a show this week. We all got together and played Fortnite as a crew, and our first time together, we got a chicken dinner, as they call it. Number one, it was amazing. I want to give us mm-hmm. a round well, of applause. I, well, well, yeah, have that applause, but it's, it's actually not called the chicken dinner. That's PUBG, Morgan. We it's not called the same right. thing in... Oh, God. No, it's not. What no, is it called in Fortnite? It said, congratulations, number one. That's Can, it. <laughs> that, that's not exciting at all. Can we just pretend <sighs> it's... We need, they need to make up something for Fortnite, because that's not acceptable. Yeah. Well, it is early access. The chicken's not done yet. Okay, it's not, it's not yeah. fully cooked. <laughs> we got a chi- we uh, essentially got a chicken nugget dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. With ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Share a chicken nugget four that ways. Was, was, just, just slice it that thinly. One was slowly yeah. eking out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. 
Just embrace it, fish. Embrace those jokes. Full power. <laughs> it's thrusting a ahead. Chicken oh. nugget dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because I noticed playing with you guys. Uh, that it was kind of a. And I don't mean to get all sentimental, but I I thought it was cool to see. Like the first time we all played together, we got number one and how like our personalities meshed. Like Josh is like all business and aggression. Shay is 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 aggressive as well, but he's like half jokes, half business, <laughs> more so than myself. Um Fish is all about like loot and building things. So Fish was like constructing things and, and really getting excited about loot. So he's sort of like the you know, the stereotypical Asian of the group, you know what I'm saying? Um and then you had hey. myself you know, I'm we have seen Silicon Valley. Come on. Um, oh, okay. I, <laughs> I know how I know how it works. Um, and then I'm like the guy who just wants to like hide in a shack and make dick jokes the whole time. But I will revive <laughs> you if you die. So it was cool to see our personalities mesh uh, in a way that really worked. So uh, it was cool. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is surprising that Josh. First time Josh plays with us, we get a number it's, one. Yeah, it's mostly Josh. I'm not gonna I, lie, Josh I think was. It's, Josh. <laughs> it's like it's like you add the MVP to the group. Like we did good uh-huh. with each other. Like we got twice once. We were a solid team, me and Fish and Shay. But Josh was like the missing piece uh, that we needed. So oh. yeah, it's like basketball. You got you get the star player on there. He can make the bench look like fucking stars himself. Mm-hmm. No. I'm definitely the best. Uh, yeah, you missed all the fun once you had to leave, though, Morgan, because mm-hmm. the the matchmaking on that game is still just iffy. And we well, we mm-hmm. kept trying to play just the three of us, and it kept giving us party members anyway. And we got oh, some like, we oh, got some of that. the best trolls I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> one of our oh, games. That's true. One of our games. It took me about four towns to finally pick up a weapon because this son of a bitch was picking up fucking everything. <laughs> Shay dropped uh, a like, weapon we're, we're for even me. Dropping. Yeah. Mm. And the guy mm-hmm. would run over and pick up the shit that Shay was dropping, trying to give me a weapon. A wow. a weapon. Just uh It was Probably amazing. Like a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You walk over there, well, pick up I that mean... crap, and then emote at us. Like <laughs> like really? Really, dude? <laughs> Rub it in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, it was fun. I mean, that was like, <laughs> it kind of sucks in a way because I felt so satisfied getting first place. And I was like, I don't even feel a need to play this anymore, even though I would love to play it with you guys again. I'm not, Shay, Shay just gave me the look on the webcam like, what? You're not going to play it anymore? I'm just saying like, it was very satisfying to get first place yeah. and like felt complete. Um, That's fair. That's fair. I've played pretty much every night this week, except uh, <laughs> I, I had a bit of an internet issue, but I got that resolved. But yeah, I've been playing pretty much every night this week. Shay keeps his addiction secret. Like, I, like, annoy you guys with my addictions. Fish will kind of drop things in here or there. But Shay, you won't even know he's addicted to something. He'll just, like, drop it a couple weeks later. Yeah, I've been playing Fortnite eight hours a day for the past month. And what's like, I'm always <laughs> like, what? What's going on? That's true. That's true. Like, you guys didn't find out until, I don't know, was it, like, at the end of the, the Game of the Year show that I've been playing... Elder Scrolls every day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when you're something <laughs> like fucked up. Five minutes, I just found out today months. that Fish has been logging into Final Fantasy Brave Exvius every day just to collect what? lapis. Yeah, no, yeah. It only started what? this week. 
Shut you. God damn it, Morgan. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Fuck you. Fish is so mad at me. He sent me a message saying, he's like, I wasn't going to tell you because I thought you were going to make a big deal out of it. You're goddamn right. If I get a friend who's finally broke his addiction to cocaine, I don't want to see him get, you know, <laughs> back on the white horse. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just dabbling in it. I'm just logging in, collecting the daily reward, <laughs> and then I'm logging back out. That's it. His logic? Takes five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> His logic is the best part of it, which is that he's not even playing the game. He's just logging in to get the lapis so he can play it one day later. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an Fish, that's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're addicted, just embrace it. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, don't fight it. Don't feel I, guilty I'm not, about though. it. Don't let anyone really else make not. you feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. I'm really not. Yeah, I he's just planning ahead guys. for that one day when he is addicted again. That's that's all true. Exactly. No, the the whole (laughs) the whole reason I am doing this is because I need lapis so that I can summon in a future time whenever they release a certain character. uh, Yeah, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. yeah, I saw yeah, that. It's okay. gonna be Squall, Renoa, and Zell instead of Seifer. That's that's a big mistake right there. So, mm-hmm. but whatever, you know. I, I, anyways, we can talk about that another time. I thought that was funny. Um, it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, nice little warm up there. Topic of the show is of course game delays. We were inspired because Red Dead Redemption Two uh, has been officially dated, but pushed back from spring of this year to I believe it's October twenty eighth. Now. I was telling Fish, it didn't have an actual date, so I barely consider that a delay. When a developer just gives me, like, a season, I don't consider that much of a delay. Um, But it did get us thinking about how we feel about game delays in this era, because they happen quite a bit. Um, So maybe some pivotal games that were delayed that affected you, and just kind of wherever you guys want to take this topic. Um, And I have a list of some of the biggest game delays that that have ever, according to these pub um, websites, that have ever occurred. So I can maybe kind of skim through some of those uh, later on. Um, but I guess I'll start the conversation off with this. My perspective on delays has always been, it's a lot different now. As an adult, when I was younger, I was all about the hype machine. Um, and I absorbed every trailer, every little uh, screenshot. Um, I remember when Halo 2 was going to come out, it was like the worst thing in the world for me. Like I bought every magazine, I analyzed every screenshot on every forum, and I was just <laughs> one of those psychopaths, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it started to really ruin games for me. So, one, because I felt like I knew too much going in. And one of the things about a lot of these game delays are when they push them back and you're waiting longer and longer, there's just too much buildup. And a lot of times, in my opinion, it creates a product that's hard to live up to. Um, something like No Man's Sky, for example, you guys know that's one of my favorite games ever, but because that kept being delayed and built up and hyped up, when it was finally released, it had just so much weight behind it. Persona 5 is another one that was delayed. That was like a PS3 game, and then it got delayed to a whole other generation of systems, like years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, Same with uh, The Last Guardian. Yeah, The Last Guardian, yeah. that's a big one. Like 10 years, in the Final Fantasy 15 was like 10 years in the making, and... It, in that case, it was weird because it was delayed so long, I stopped caring about it, and then I actually ended up enjoying it more because I had no expectations, yeah. and it was a beautiful mess. So that was mm-hmm. like a weird, happy accident. Um, so maybe every case is not exactly the same, obviously, but that's my starting point for this conversation is just the less hype for me, the better. When they announce stuff at E3, I'd like that game to be out before the next E3. Like, I want oh, a yeah. one-year cycle. I am absolutely down with that. I think... I mean, 
Yeah, absolutely. I like I as much as I didn't like uh the Metroid 2 remake, the fact that it came mm. out right after we heard about it was really nice. Yeah. Like that let me go into it fresh without having time to learn everything about it. Just go in mm. and play the game and kind of take it for what it is. Um and I really wish really wish more companies would do that. Like, oh, by the way, here's this new game you've never heard about. It's out now. Like, that, that is just far more exciting to me than hearing about stuff so far out that, you know, anything they really tell you about it is just the developer's hopes and dreams. And you're like, do, do I really mm. care about that at this point? Um, so. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that whenever... Like, usually it happens with, like, smaller, uh, like, indie type of uh, teams where they're very passionate about their game and they want to show you what they have. And um, I enjoy that. Like, even though if, even if I don't follow them closely, like, I'm I'm glad that they're willing to put out, you know, a, a trailer to kind of get you hyped up and kind of get a feel for the game. And then slowly, you know, until their release date, they come out with maybe, like... Yeah. gameplay trailers or demos and stuff like that like i enjoy that but whenever like a development team or like a publisher has to delay a game like yeah that does kind of send up red flags and you imagine like things are kind of going a little rough over in the development side of it and like that makes things yeah. harder for like the marketing and everything to kind of gauge what to put out in yeah, it's it's tough yeah. for like Red Dead Redemption too. Like they they announced this delay, but then they came out with a bunch of pretty screenshots of the game to kind of give you some hype. Hold over you it over, as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a it, it's a weird balance that they have to strike as far as like developing a game and hitting an actual mark because I'd imagine that's pretty difficult, um, yeah. especially for like smaller teams, but. Yeah, I think especially for smaller teams. Um, I mean, for for example, um, I have probably around a dozen games kickstarted at this point that I've um, been interested enough to to go ahead and um, to help out with. Um, and of those, I think one came out within a year of when they thought they were going to release um yeah most of them are way way behind um but these are things that not a lot of people have heard of because they're still just small indie games that are you know small team it's not like there's a massive wave of the people sitting around waiting for this game that then yeah. got delayed publicity and hype and stuff um, yeah yeah um Indie games do that a lot. Like Celeste just came out to basically no hype at all, and a lot of people are really enjoying that game. Yeah, no one had was that wasn't even on anyone's radar. No, it just no. dropped. Yeah, I didn't know it was. I did not know it was a thing until the week it came out, and yeah, mm -hmm. that's been an amazing surprise because of that. Um, I think it's benefited the game in a lot of ways too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, where where do you fall in all this stuff, Shay? Yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. Uh, I'm going to make it a little bit more specific and then kind of broaden it out. I think that Celeste has definitely benefited from minimal to no hype because they essentially were able to 
build kind of the 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 idea of what this game is going to be just mm-hmm. by word of mouth and there's been like no bad press there's been no delays or anything like that i think that mm-hmm. indie yeah. games have the the advantage over big name games for that reason being able to kind of be quiet about it and then just let it come out as it may yeah yeah um i i think that's really good f- for indie games yeah I mean that's something too. I mean, as as much as I said it'd be nice to just have games come out right as they say, right as they're announced. That's not really a thing that big companies can do as much because they have investors they have to tell, like what the fuck they're doing. Right. Um, it's it's yeah, something exactly. you you can't keep it secret. It's not even a matter of yeah, hyping it up and over hyping it and everything. It's there is no way to hide a lot of these games. It's just everyone's going to know about well, it beforehand. You- so you don't have right. to hide it, but you could keep the information to a minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think so. But, I, I I think it's I think it's smart that companies, um, kind of build hype. I mean, there there are different there are different crowds that ga- certain games appeal to, and if if I it, I think that kind of brings into question like the casual v- gamer versus the hardcore gamer. Obviously, the casual gamers weren't really looking forward to something like uh, No Man's Sky or The Last Guardian because that was a game that the hardcore gamers kind of um, had had this kind of mystique built up over the years about it. And that's not that's not mm-hmm. to say like hardcore gamers or casual gamers who's better, who's worse. That's not the conversation here. Just to make sure that's clear now. But I I, I think I think a big I think a big issue is kind of like ourselves, like keeping ourselves in balance there. Because I, I remember back um, when Mass Effect Two was going to come out, and my roommate was really big in at the time was really big into it, and it kept getting delayed. It got delayed for I think like mm-hmm. a year and a half. It just kept getting delayed, and he was getting really pissed yeah. off. And I and I hadn't played Mass Effect yet, and I was just like. Eh, well, you know, it's going to come out when it's going to come out, man. You know it's going to come out, and it's probably going to be as claimed as the first one was. And I, 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 during that time, I used to get really frustrated that games would get delayed. But now, as time has gone on, I don't mind that that information is released, and I don't mind that games are delayed because I don't know what's going on. Like, um, yeah. a developer could like pretty much be on the cusp of being done then he looks at the final product and he kind of looks at that storyline and he's like, Oh, this isn't as streamlined as I thought it was. I need to retune or refine this one part. And that brings in a question, a whole new set of mechanics that they need to kind of reintegrate, like pull out and reintegrate into that slot. Um, they need to make new graphics for it. Like they got to do all this stuff. If something is not streamlined yeah. or working effectively, that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and from that perspective too. I mean, as far as I don't mind delays. I would much rather have a delay than have a crappy product come out. So I mean, oh yeah, it's it's not so much that I mind the delays; it's that I mind knowing about them. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. that's the thing. Like I I want I want the product they want to make, but I don't really. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's fun to follow the development, but I don't feel like I need to follow 
every game's development. Yes. And I think that's kind of... And normally they do. Right. Yeah. Normally they don't get delayed if they have hard dates. Normally it's like they get delayed if it's like June or summer or mm-hmm. spring. If they give it a hard physical date, those I rarely see those get delayed, although it can happen. And what, what I think is fascinating is in our age now, you'll see games that are released and the developer cr- crunches out a patch. Like No Man's yeah. Sky, that game was done. But the day one patch was crucial to making that game better. And that wasn't and if you didn't have internet and downloaded that patch, you were playing an even more bare bones version of No Man's Sky. So even in like this era of like uh delays and time crunches, a lot of developers are trying to sneak extra time in by building those patches after the game's mm-hmm. done, and then they release the patch on every game is a day one patch, right? So it's yeah. it's kind of interesting to me how they it's 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 and it's it's hard at that point being the developer because it's like you got to decide do i want to make sure that we get this game out when the release date is allotted or do i want to delay it again possibly further frustrating and alienating my fan base just so i can make a more complete product at that point you're kind of yes you got to kind of gauge your audience you gotta you gotta gauge um which is the worst of the two evils, and then just select it and go yeah. from there. And I think, I, I think in the case of No Man's Sky, granted, um, as much shit as I give Morgan, I think that, I, I think that them choosing to put in that day one patch was probably the best case scenario for that game because there was so much hype over it. And if they had tried to delay it at the last minute, that would have, they would have alienated their fan base which ended up happening anyways it's whatever but like with those big name titles you cannot delay them for like uh, like an indefinite period you look at the last guardian which suffered so much because of that constant delay and then when you see the end product you're like well why why was this game delayed nine years versus something like final fantasy which was delayed but there was a reason for it and it shows in the game. So it's, it's such a tight rope. There, it really is. I, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Hmm. Well, I was the last guardian that, like you said that it's still, it baffles me. I have no idea what the delay was on that game. No, no clue. No, exactly. No possible explanation for what they could have been doing in all that time. I mean, it's, it's obvious that it's a very specific experience they were building there, but it still doesn't seem like something that should have been. I I just I don't know what I don't know what they were doing for all that time. I just I I I'd be fascinated to to know they were secretly working on the uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake for PS4. Um, that's what they, they were doing. There's <laughs> nothing to nothing to work on there. They just needed to hire a texture artist. And that's no, no. Yeah, that's, that's not what, what they it did. is. That's exactly no, what that's they not did. What it is. It's wrong. <sighs> you know, you know, when games are delayed that long, though, like when I first heard about the 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 sequel, I guess to Shadow of the Colossus um, from Team Echo, I was like, man, I can't fucking wait. And I think I I believe they missed their mark on it because they should have came out with that within, you know, at least two or three years Mm -hmm. to build off of the success of Shadow of the Colossus and um, off of it, it it kind of built momentum for that, uh, that development team. And 
I felt like they missed the mark on it, at least for me, because yeah, I had once the Last Guardian came out, I I saw the reviews and I saw the gameplay and I heard you guys talk about it and I was just like, man, I would have played this game, I would have bought it day one without a question in my mind to buy that game, but it was delayed so much that like it just slipped away. You from lost me. interest. Like, yeah. Lost interest. And you got you entrenched in Destiny. It, it had to come out seven seen. years ago. Seven years ago when yeah. it was seven. supposed to originally be a release. No, Fish right? didn't even have a child when that game was announced. <laughs> he had a, his child grew seven years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think to get off the specific point, though, and to kind of bring this around a little bit... Um, I guess I don't I don't mind delays at the end of the day. Um no. I I don't even mind when for me personally I don't even mind mind when there's information about the game and they're trying to hype it because for me I just dull it out until I know that it's going to be released. Like uh with the Final Fantasy 7 remaster remake whatever that they have that's supposedly coming out for the PS4 oh, later this year. Taken forever. That's another be- good one, yeah. Uh, I was I was waiting for it last year, and I was super so- stoked. You know, in 2016, I was telling people this game is coming out next year. I'm super hyped on it. Mm-hmm. And then the information started dying down a little bit, and they said it was going to be delayed. And at that point, something turns on in my mind where I say, "Okay, I'm not going to worry about this game anymore until there is a definitive release date and there is enough press around it to make it feel real." And yeah. I think that's kind of what. Well, I it's 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 a hard it's a hard thing yeah. as consumers to kind of do as well because if enough people do that, then it's going to seem like no one's really hyped for the game, and then they kind of they kind of yeah. lose interest, kind of like <sighs> a like that scale bounce scenario with Xbox One. Yeah. So well, I mean, ahead, Square is horrible about that in general, though. I mean, they did this with Final Fantasy 15. I mean, that game was announced for two and a half decades before it came out. I mean, the Kingdom Hearts 3, I think, came out in 1970. You know, we heard about it in 1977. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, yeah. where are there? What the I fuck are they doing? Like, come on, Square. Like, but Square is the worst. I, They're the I know, worst because it. it's, it's not that the games take so long. It's that they tell us about it, and then they take so long. It's because Square likes to just... They love the attention. They love the 10-second trailer they showed E3 and everyone freaks out about it mm-hmm. and all the, the meshes boards explode with Kingdom Hearts 3 bullshit. They love that shit. And the thing with Square is they have a bad track record because when I see a Squaresoft game taking forever like this Final Fantasy VII remake, I'm now concerned about the quality. And I would yeah. generally do that. Um, yeah, Square Enix, because what did I say, Squaresoft? Or did you say Square? I think you just said Square. Doesn't yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, it doesn't, it's all the same. Well, old school yeah. there. Yeah, eh, they're always square soft. You're showing me. your yeah. age, sir. <sighs> I think I said square, and I think that's legal. I think square's legal. That's um, fine. Yeah, you said square, the, then square soft. The, the <laughs> Enix part. Oh, just, yeah, the Enix part just brought in Dragon Quest. No one gives a shit about that. Yeah. But well, um, oddly enough, I think the Enix part may have brought in the whole square soft, sir, square Enix collective thing that they've been doing recently, where they've started publishing indie games. Um. Mm. Um, yeah, Tokyo Dark, the one that I, that game that I kickstarted that I was telling you about, was actually they they ended up publishing mm-hmm. that one after the after the Kickstarter. Um, 
And I kind of yeah. feel like that may be an Enix thing because they always, always were trying more experimental things than Square really was. Um, yeah. I mean, once once Square figured out I, their uh, formula, they kind of stuck with it. Um, yeah. So. Well, in Final Fantasy XII was a big one too, and I remember the thing with SquareSoft is when they when they have delays, you feel like there's just internal strife. People are like getting fired when the game's about to get released, and like uh, I remember, like the director of Final Fantasy XII left before that game dropped, mm-hmm. and he was like the mastermind. But like when Square's involved, that, that's a specific case. When Square's involved, you just think, "Oh shit, they can't <laughs> figure out what they're doing here." <laughs> um, but I think there's something to be said for the surprise. I bet if you did some sort of study, when I think of all the games that just come out, like the Celeste of the World, Doom last year, like mm-hmm. think about it in life. Don't even think about video games. When you're surprised, when someone gives you a surprise, it's exciting, right? And I think when that comes across someone playing a game, whether a journalist or a gamer, that surprise adds to their enjoyment. And therefore, like a lot of people are enjoying Monster Hunter World more than they thought they would. Because it's a surprise. They've never played the games before. And they're not even that incredible. There's something to be said for surprising people. Like that feeling of newness making you enjoy something more. In all facets of existence. You know, it's like the first time you make love to someone in a relationship. Or the first time you try a new food that's delicious. Like, those are all exciting things. So, the more you sully that newness with delay after delay and lack of surprise and this and that and too much information coming out and oh my my favorite twitch streamers watching a 30 minute i can watch um somebody on youtube play fallout 5 for two hours so i know what the first two hours are like we just live in a culture with social media where everyone wants to just ruin the newness and the magic of new things and uh that's the end of my rant but i, I believe firmly that there is something that you could correlate between uh the surprise of something good making it seem a lot better like psychologically. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think there's really an answer to, to the whole, should games be delayed? Should they be announced or kept in the dark? I think it's going to be different for each person at the end of the day. Yeah. And probably uh, for each game. too. Yeah, exactly. Each situation is going to be completely different. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's any stopping it really because with kind of how, how easy it is for people to hide behind their computer and just generate positive or negative buzz or any kind of buzz in general for a game mm. or any type of medium it's it's just not going to change um so i guess i guess i think we all agree day, that's good oh i apologize i was gonna say i agree with you shay i think i think we'd all say it sounds like what you're saying is we'd all agree that delays are fine just keep the information to a minimum. I don't care about the information. If if they want to keep it to a maximum, fucking whatever. Why? It's just I, you I think, avoid I think it. a game. I think it. as games, because I mean, it's there for other people who want it. I, I I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. But at the same time, I actually I think of the scenario like with Pokemon Sun and Moon, where they weren't delayed, yes! but like there is yes. so much information about it. Um, the game like yes. that they had released every Pokemon, they had released all the legendaries, everything about the game, and the hype was gone because um, they had released so much information. And I think a lot of people were expecting this game to be good because of the mm. hype. That when they actually played it, they're like, "Well, the, like the 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 ability to, to discover new things isn't there because everything 
has been touched on in, in this game. And granted, it sold like gangbusters. The game sold amazingly in in all terms of the word. It was a commercial success. But I, I, I don't know a single person in my circle of friends and the people I know that were like, oh, man, I love yeah. this game. So, I mean, I, I, the information shouldn't necessarily be kept to a minimum. It should just be kept to a semi-reasonable level. There should be some type of algorithm where they can figure out there's a happy medium there and then just work on the game don't worry about don't worry about necessarily getting out every piece of information or uh i would definitely get some information out there but work on the game more than get the information out there i think is the important so you're you're i think i'm working on here you're waffling but i think i can bring you down first you said maximum information now you said a happy medium i'm just trying to bring you down <laughs> to the minimum amount of inf- and look at this way shay we were both fucked you were avoiding all the pokemon and me and you were both like we couldn't avoid it like we would just open up our our facebook or instagram or whatever and all these pokemon are being ruined for us on accident uh, I I still I still prescribe to the philosophy that I don't care how much information you release. Um, if you want to release the amount that Pokemon did, go right ahead. It's just be aware that it hasn't benefited a lot of games. And I think as a smart and intelligent developer and creator of a game, you want to kind of control the amount that's going out there. But if at the end of the day they want to release the maximum, I don't really care. It doesn't influence me because I can make the choice to not look at any of it. And mm-hmm. then when the game releases, then I can figure it out from there. Alright. But I I think all games should just be released in secret. <laughs> it just even out the even out the playing field for all video games all all publishers that way it's it's up to the people to just go out buy the game they're going to make the they're going to make that purchase they're not going to be skewed by any reviews or 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 people say <laughs> saying bad stuff about it you know eventually it it's just like going to no. dystopian <laughs> dystopian it sounds like like no, that like it cut it, it cuts what out the market. did i get today That's true. Yeah, it yeah sounds that's like the big fish you can't. It's like a random loop. Come home from this. It's like random loop. I just go. Ooh, I got shooter game today. I discovered. That's right. I discovered this underground music that nobody knows about. A world without trailers. That's right. Sorry, we just kind of all exploded over each other. Oh my god! I got Bloodborne too. The guys are gonna be so jealous. Yeah, that's great. Wait, that's out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Go to the it's store, give them their money, box. and they give you a random game. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's the first hour of six random games, and you just try them all. It's like a demo disc, mm-hmm. and you decide which one you want. Um, That's true. They need to bring That's back true. the demo. Oh man, I got yeah. the new Legend of Zelda. Bring back the. There's demo a new disc. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, released like five years ago. Did you not? Did you not play it? <laughs> I didn't even hear anything about it. Uh, it's been out for That's five a- years. <laughs> That's a good conclusion of this um, as we come full circle, Shay, because Zelda, Nintendo did the ultimate delay. This, and Reggie's sitting around like, guys, you know what? This Breath of the Wild, we've been working on this for five years. Let's just release this on the Switch instead. Let's just wait another year and release it on the Switch. Let's make it a launch title. And, and you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a great idea. And so they actually got to push theirs back to a whole different system, which is pretty smart. Um, and it worked out. So... They did. They got it. They got it on the Wii U as well. But 
I mean, honestly, at that point, is oh. anyone even considering those sales? What did they sell? Twenty seven no. copies. Can you... No, no, I bought it on the Wii U. But I would say yeah, this. So it... you were one of twenty seven. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was one of twenty seven. Um, I would say this that it was. Uh, I can't imagine the Switch releasing without Zelda. I cannot imagine that system releasing without Zelda. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. So Zelda it definitely Mario, held it afloat. Yeah. Speaking, it kept of it which... afloat for more than long enough to get to Mario. Yeah, it's true. Did you guys? Did you guys? Uh, I uh, I don't know if you guys remember me sending this to you. Did you see that? Not only has the Nintendo Switch already outsold the Wii U within the first ten months, but uh, Super Mario Odyssey is the highest selling game. It's sold more than Legend of Zelda at this point already. Yeah, I can see that see though. That. Kids I play think Mario. Mario. Yeah, it, it, think... it's been a while for Mario. I mean. When's the la- when was the last big Mario game that came out? Yeah, for you, Fish. The Fish is because you don't pay attention to Mario. I played That's a right. bunch. I played one on the Wii. I played two on the Wii. One on there the were Wii U. several, several 3DS. Mario games on the Wii U. They were all fairly bad. Yeah. Lots of them Except got lots of good. Was Galaxy 2 on the Wii or Wii U? It was Wii. It was Wii. Uh, Wii. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they did, they did several, several games that critics loved several Mario games, but they were just never really my thing. They were always just just kind of meh. Like, they, they couldn't decide if they were really wanted... They did this weird thing where they couldn't decide if they wanted to be following in the the 2D or 3D Mario lineage, and so they kind of just kind of tried to tread a middle ground, and it didn't work that well. They didn't feel that good to play. They just just, just no, just no. For some reason, everyone mm, seemed to know. love them, Three... but I didn't really like them at all. Like, all I, those I Wii really U liked Mario games were just meh. Even Galaxy, you thought Galaxy Wii was like U, that? Wii U ones. Oh, I said. Wii... yeah. There was just um, well, yeah, the yeah, Wii, the Wii U. There was just Galaxy one. and Super Galaxy Two are both or... amazing, amazing because those were actually following in the, you know, the Mario sixty four, the three D Mario you know, footsteps actually taking that farther forward and seeing what we could do with the, you know, with that move set and everything. Um, yeah. So you end up with some yeah. really, really good games because of it. And I kind of feel like that's why Super Mario Odyssey has done so well. Because um, they took it again just to the next level and it did, mm. did a really, really it's, good it- job with it. It's the platform. If the if the Switch has already sold as much as the Wii U already in one year, and there's that means that many more people on the Wii U are playing. I would guess like seventy percent of the people that have a Switch own Mario. I would guess. So I mean that's just a yeah, staggering. Probably at amount least. Of, yeah. So I feel like it's a staple. I mean, at this point, if you get an Xbox and you don't have Halo or Gears of War at that yeah. point, what what's really what's the point of having one? that system and i feel like kind of the same thing for a nintendo console if you don't have a mario or a zelda game why do you have a nintendo console well i mean shay you've been talking shit on mario for years about how they're not they're writing the mario name and they're not really doing anything new or interesting and uh nothing Uh, i don't i don't remember saying that I probably did. I probably did, to be honest with you. I don't remember saying it, but I probably did. May, who knows? <laughs> Maybe you would have loved um, 
Super Mario Odyssey. But I think yes. it's interesting. I was, I was trying to pull up uh, the, the... I was curious about that because I know Zelda sold a lot too. But yeah, it makes sense. Um, kids love... I, I, uh, I think I'm going to try and get a Switch after I get all moved into my new apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, get one. It's too late now. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> it's too oh, late. No. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's to play true. Zelda. That's true. There's no point in playing this No Man's Sky game that you sent me. I might as well just how throw dare that you? Shit out. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, you should destroy that thing, guys. Mm. I'm trying to keep shit updated on this year's Game of the Year games. I'm not trying to get them behind. We're trying to keep Take this year. We're going to be on target. Take a giant poop on that disc. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyways, uh, segueing from that. Um. We'll see. Red Dead Redemption 2 should be a lot of fun. It has an official date. And uh, Mm -hmm. that is the nature of game delays. Very situational. Uh, So Monster Hunter World was released. And I was trying to think of a good starting point for this as well. Because um, this game has been getting a lot more publicity than I expect. I saw somewhere that it had sold or shipped 5 million copies. Which surprised me. Um, Mm. And... Almost like tons of people on my Instagram feed are are playing this game for the first time. Fish went out and Fish is a great example before I launch into this as someone who went out and bought Monster Hunter World and has never played a Monster Hunter game. Yet he went out and threw sixty dollars of his hard earned money on this game just because mm-hmm. the yeah. um right now the timing for this game, and this is like my launching point for this discussion, is perfect. It is mm-hmm. January, there's nothing else out. Um, yeah. people are hungry for more multiplayer games that could jump in with their friends especially Destiny the Destiny people that have kind of died away from Destiny like me and Fish yeah. we since, played that for a couple since months since they decided not to release an expansion for Destiny <laughs> mm. one that we actually care about <laughs> um, yeah. and then they've released They're it for the first us. For the first time in a while, I believe, I'd have to double check, but I know for a fact it's for the first time in a long time, Monster Hunter is finally on a big major home console. You know, it used to be on like handheld and the PSP, and the last one me and Josh played was on the Wii, and that was still a pain in the ass, and it was still very obscure to even play mm-hmm. the Wii online. Um, but the, the, the PS4, they made it look super realistic looking, so it'd be a little more digestible for American audiences, because that's what they want, right? Let's be honest. They want this to become a worldwide phenomenon. I won't just say American audiences. I should say everyone outside of Japan. Sometimes I get a little short-sighted in that. But what I mean is everyone besides Japan. Because Monster Hunter has been a phenomenon in Japan for like a decade. But it's never caught on in America. And that was my poll. The Instagram poll of the week. If you go to at Swordchomp on Instagram. Um, I have a new poll every Tuesday. A poll or two. And this week it was two polls. The first one was... Do you think Monster Hunter will finally catch on in the United States? And it was overwhelming. I had like over 100-something votes. 80% of people said they love it and they think it's going to catch on. And the other poll was just simply, are you guys playing Monster Hunter with a friend or are you playing it alone? And weirdly enough, like 75% of people are playing it alone. So that was what was interesting to me. People are loving it, and they're playing it by themselves, which is crazy. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, um, Fish, that's my segue to this, my opening this conversation. You threw down $60 of your hard-earned money on a series right. you know nothing about. Why? Yeah. It, it looked like it, it was hitting all the, the 
gameplay uh, tropes that I, I tend to like, I guess. It has kind of like that Dark Souls type of combat, but um, I soon found out that that's not the case. It's, it's a, I wouldn't say it's janky, but it's you don't have as much control. It's janky so, light. It's clunky. Janky light. Yeah. yeah. It, not necessarily clunky either. I don't know. It, it's the combat, but yeah. like seeing trailers. No, for no, no, it, no, see, no, no, no. We need to label this combat. We are analysts here. It's okay. either sloppy or chunky or cranky or whatever. You need to label this goddamn thing. Yeah. What is it? Which Kong is it? <laughs> which, 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 <laughs> Dixie! It's Dixie. I, I would say it's dopey. There's no dope. You motherfucker. <laughs> dopey, dopey Kong. Kong. You're sick of me. You love of... Actually, anyway. Fish, yeah, one of these days, we are going to stream you playing Donkey Kong Country live two hours. You'll beat mm. it. Do it for me. Hey, if, Can, if you could stream from a Switch, I would do it. Oh, no. I, the original Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Country. Yeah, the original the Donkey that, Kong Country. Oh, oh okay. We no. definitely won't get an emulator. We'll definitely do it in the right way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, anyways, go ahead, Fish. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, the game looked great. Like The graphics look, the fidelity on it looked great. That's what caught my attention. and. Mm -hmm. I just went so off of that. Game. Like, I didn't read any reviews or anything over the game. Um, uh -huh. A lot of the podcasts that I listened to weren't allowed to talk about it until it was actually released. So, uh -huh. um, but just seeing the gameplay and um, the kind of following the hype on the game um, was enough to let me throw down 60 bucks on this game. And well, last, uh, last podcast, you were like, the systems, there's systems on systems on systems, and you were getting off on it. So, we know yeah. how you feel about your systems. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, this game is dense to get into. Like, mm -hmm. there is... It, well, the way it opens up is... It's way too simple. And, like, the dialogue is... Like, it's a drag to actually listen to these characters talk. And, yeah, the voice actors are not anywhere uh, close to being acceptable to me i guess i mean yeah i, I couldn't even tell bad. like the writing's it's, so bad that bad. i don't know if there's any voice actor in the world who could salvage the writing yeah 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 even like the the parts where it's not voice and the character's still talking and you're reading like that dialogue that text is hard to read for some reason on my screen. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like looking at it's that, tiny. Like I had to, it's so I tiny. To, yeah. I had to squint. Yeah, the and text like, is they, tiny. They would yeah. go, it's like, yeah, a, it's and, like every time you go to turn in a quest, it was like, here's a new tutorial. Now read these one centimeter words that are a paragraph of bullshit that mm -hmm. you, I was like, I can't read any of this shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Going to the DMV, the game. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, the, and the thing that threw me off was we had the you have the shitty uh voice acting and mm -hmm. then they go to reading but they're it's still the same character. I uh, I figured why not just make the whole thing voice acted so I'm not sitting there having to read text while a bunch of stuff's happening on the screen as far as cinematics or whatever. Or if I just want to yeah. look out into the vista instead of reading all this text, let that go on in the background. So I feel like that's a weird design choice. And like, they obviously didn't put enough money into hiring well, uh, really good talent. But I feel like they, they should have stretched that talent a bit at least and voiced everything 
if it was going to be that caliber. I think the issue is they're trying to be an MMO. So they have there's tons and tons and tons of text. Even though you're doing the same thing from beginning to end, they act like everything you're doing is new and need to give you some story reason for it. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's tons of text, and there's no way it could really all be voiced without it being, you know, like doubling the cost of development. It, yeah. They need to decide whether it's an MMO or not, I think is the big issue. That's, that's my major issue with Monster Hunter and always has been. It has been... Like, they want to make it an MMO, but it's not. It's just not. It's ha- it's, I mean, it basically operates exactly like Fantasy Star Online. Like, you're, you're sitting in an opening town, and then you go on missions with a party that you may or may not know. And that's, that's, the, that's, that's all the encountering other people online you get. It, it's it's just bizarre. Like, it's a game about collecting shit and crafting stuff, and you can't go out mm-hmm. into the world to explore, to, like, just go find stuff. Like, it's... What do you mean you can't go out into the world and explore? The only way to get out into the world is to go on a mission. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. Or, no, expeditions now and investigations, but you didn't really get well, into that part of it, but... Well, but even that... It's the same it, idea. It's, it's Yeah, it's exactly. It's the same thing. It's not... It's just bizarre. Like, there, it. You should be able to just walk out into the world and see what's going on. That's that's the yeah. big thing. That's and then that. Yeah. yeah. A, you can't do that. B, the intro sends you right into the world. Like, yeah. Here you're gonna do this, and then that horrible voice acting that you've complained about will yell at you. Until you follow them to the predetermined story beat, like constantly, like it's it is it is the worst barking I've ever heard from an NPC. They will just constantly say here, 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 yeah. here, like <laughs> yeah. every fucking two <laughs> oh, seconds. You're, oh, you're here. You're talking about the little blip here. of their face. Yeah, and they're just like. Get over here, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that gets annoying, especially when you just want to explore. Not, like, yeah, exactly. And you're on like quests. Like I'm yeah. trying to figure out what's going on here. I'm trying to figure out the controls. Trying to figure out like, hey, I'm I'm in this open world. Hey, let's go explore. Let's find out what's going on. Figure out the game, and they will yell at you until like I said, until you follow the stupid story beat of this you know nonsensical yeah, story. Yeah. The- and and not just that, they'll yell at you. And they will forcibly turn your camera around and point you towards where you're supposed to go. Well, and one of the things about the game that I think is interesting, Josh, to your point, is it's oddly for an open for a game called World, it's oddly gated off. And now I yes. really enjoy I'm yeah. really enjoying the game so far, and I I want to just say that because I'll be saying some nicer things later on. But the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way when I first started is that it's very segmented. It's feel, it feels very clustered. It actually still feels oddly linear, which is strange. It doesn't feel like I walk out into this giant world. It feels mm-hmm. like I walk out into this tiny world that's like kind of layered, but strange. Um, and like you said, Josh, it's like they're they're gating you in. They're wanting you to do certain things. It's It doesn't feel like most open world games where you just walk out into a beautiful little place. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... A lot of the things that make that hold this game back, if you got rid of them, 
it would still be Monster Hunter. So like when I hear people say there's just things that make Monster Hunter Monster Hunter, these are not them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the the core idea of Monster Hunter can still be improved w- with these rough edges and what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Is it's a it reminds me of a game that started off and, th- and I'm being dead serious. This game has been a phenomenon in Japan for what would you say maybe over a decade now? At least. Yeah. I think that they just want Americans to like it, but they don't want to change what it is or, or other audiences to like it. They, and, and they're doing that by making it more um, realistic looking. It sucked fish in. Like me and you played Monster Hunter Try and it was more like cartoonish, I thought. A little mm-hmm. more whimsical looking, like kind of bright and colorful. And I like that more personally. Um, yeah. But they're basically trying to feed you the same thing in a different package because I think they're afraid of changing it. I think it's like with anything that becomes successful, I think they're afraid that if they tweak the formula, the people that love it will be complaining. And it's, I, I, yeah. I'm just saying this, it's gotta be scary to have a phenomenon on your hands and say, look, people like it over here. We just got to find a way to make the people over here like it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I definitely, I get that. I, I definitely understand that. Like I, I don't want them I don't want them to make it all of a sudden a game that's not about grinding. Like, I get it. It's a game you're supposed to just sit around, grind in, eventually level up your your shit and fight bigger crap and grind that out until you can fight bigger crap. Like, that's that's the yes. game. I get that. I, I kind of feel like they need to make a better way to do that. Like you're saying, like, I mean, like, like, like we kind of mentioned before, it's Monster Hunter World. It needs to feel more like a world. I want to be able to just go out and explore. Um, yeah, yeah. They just they need to they need to figure out a better way to get you into the world. Because um, it doesn't. I don't feel like I'm in a world. If if I like, I feel like I'm on these little missions. Like it just it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. These little like these little quests. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a big cohesive world. Yeah. Um. But it feels like a bunch of little mini locations stripped together. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing I was really pushing for Vish was to try and play with multiplayer with him because me and Josh, we played a little bit of Monster Hunter back in the day together. And it was pretty fun, but it was kind of a bitch on the weed to get that thing mm-hmm. online. And Monster Hunter at the time was even more frustrating. And me and I had a lot of fun. Me and Fish had a lot of fun. the other We, had, we played the other night. We must have played like five hours. Like the time just evaporated. Mm-hmm. Um but it, I feel like we would have had the same amount of fun with any Monster Hunter game we would have played together. It wasn't unique to this game. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like if we had the ability to somehow play Monster Hunter back in the day together, it would have been the same amount of fun because we love playing games together and it's a good concept. But it yeah. was still a bitch to get, like, in the right game with each other. You can't do story missions at the same time, which is infuriating. Like, they, they, they ask you things like, oh, you haven't progressed far enough in the story yet. I'm like, there's no story. We just want to go kill the fucking monster. Just oh, let's I know, do it. Right? You know? Like, yeah. The whole, the whole idea that there's a story in Monster Hunter still baffles me. Like, why, why do you guys keep trying? Like, there isn't. There, <laughs> there is no story. Like, it's dumb. Uh, it's dumb. But anyways, yeah. it was... Uh, it, essentially, the story in this game is you're just helping out the... Ash- Ashira, I think, is the name of the settlement, and you're helping out... You're doing quests for, yeah. essentially, the captain of the place, and he's like, oh, you're a great hunter. You should take out this enemy. Yeah. They've been <laughs> yeah. doing this to our team. 
though. It's like, yeah, they're, they're very once they're like the most generic fetch quests that they can give you. But I like that's not the that's not the fun that I'm having in this game is of completing those quests. It's actually just exploring the world and mm-hmm. fighting these um very well animated uh enemies, these yeah. monsters, and like that's the one thing that I like about this game. And what it and the and I just really wish that it wasn't sectioned up and divided up with quests after quests after quests to get to the next area. It just it see it feels so archaic. Like like you said at the beginning, like it it's struggling with like that MMO feeling, but it's yeah. not actually an open world because it's not no. open to you to just explore wherever you yeah. want to go. It yeah. doesn't cater to what you're That's what exploring, we're saying. essentially. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like it's it's still it it really does. It really reminds me of Fantasy Star Online. Like it's Yeah, yeah, very like much. It's, so, it it yeah. feels like that. It's like, oh, this is what a console MMO is. And Sure, maybe, but it doesn't mean that's good. Like other yeah. people have figured it's, out how to a, do this better. Um I mean It's a little less hollow than Fantasy Star. Like I played a lot of Fantasy Star on the Dreamcast, and I can tell you playing that game alone was fucking boring. But with a party, it was a good fucking time. Yeah. Uh and this is good this game is better alone, but still just feels empty to me. Like it feels like this there's the funniest thing about this game. It's designed to be played with human beings, but they make it incredibly difficult to play with human beings. And mm. I don't understand why. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why they made that design choice. Like, it's 2018. Yeah. Well, we've, yeah. we've fixed these fucking problems already. <laughs> Destiny, Destiny does it's this weird. a million times they've, better. They've, they've managed to make it hard to play by yourself because they've done all these things to make it easy to play with other people and it's still incredibly hard to play with other people like you want to go on a mission you have to sit around in a queue waiting for your mission to load up for other people to join you whether you're playing by yourself or not like it's just it's just bizarre like it just it feels so i'm telling you alien that there's no way this would ever there's no way this is oversight it's just people refusing to change. That's all it is. There's no way that someone did not know that this is how video games are not now. It's there's smart people involved. There ref- there's a difference between um making this this is a fundamental decision not to change these things because that's the way they've always been. Mm. And that's weird. I agree. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like it's and that was the biggest thing I was hoping. Like, I went and I read IGN's review of this game, and they gave it a 9.5, and I almost vomited. Even though I'm having a lot of fun with the game. Like, here's the craziest part of this shit. And this is why I'm skeptical about all reviews. This game has over a 91 on Metacritic. That is hard to get. It is very fucking hard to get an 85 or above on Metacritic. And this game? Like, are, what are they playing? Like, I understand having a good time with a game. But you should be able to separate that. Like, you guys know lately I've been obsessed with, um, like, something like Nier, right? If I had to review Nier, I'm not going to give it anything higher than a 9 because it's got problems. That doesn't mean it's not one of my favorite games ever. I would put that in the fucking text. But mm-hmm. it's, I'm not going to say it's a 9, 5, or a 10 or something. Like, I just, that's, that's a whole conversation for reviews we don't yeah. have to get in. But my point is that people are seeing this. They're buying it. It's, the critics are freaking out about it. And I don't know why. I don't, it's not the progression we were wanting for this series. Yeah. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, I feel... I mean, that's why I, I, I haven't put a lot of time into this game, because I've played this game. I've played it. Like, I've... It, I don't feel like they've done anything, anything at all, unexpected with this. And yet, somehow it's... I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get the extremely high review scores. No, I don't no, think, I think it's it a is, bad Josh. game. I don't think it's bad. No, it's not. It's just they haven't I, I fixed really anything thing, yeah. that needed to be fixed. I, I love the other Monster Hunter for what it was, and I like. Mm-hmm. I'm really loving this one, especially playing with fish. And I'm going to continue to play it with fish for another week or two. I'm enjoying it a lot more than you did, Josh. But I'm telling you, uh, now that we're analyzing this, which is the whole point of the show, is to hopefully come to some sort of epiphany if we can, is that I think it's people either wanting other people to try Monster Hunter and inflating those review scores, or People never playing Monster Hunter before, and they're having such a good time despite its flaws that they're just yeah. like gushing over it. And mm-hmm. that that can happen. I mean, it's a fun game, and if you've never played it before, you might you might be well, yeah. you know yeah. I mean, absolutely you can't be oblivious. Yeah, absolutely. Just like if you're ever gonna play a Pokemon game, the newest one is always the one you should play, whether or not it's yeah, it's 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 kind of the, yeah. it feels the same thing. It feels the same way to me. Um, but anyways, on to some um, positive things. Fish, we've been playing a lot of the multiplayer, and just you've been playing the gliding game in general. You like let's let's say some nice things about it. I don't want to bury this game into the ground. Um, oh, I, I love it. I mean, I'm enjoying my time with the game, um, and I am kind of looking over a lot of flaws in this game, and they seem to just slowly build as I progress through the game. Like doing doing the online stuff with you, Morgan, like finding out, oh man, we can't do a quest together. Like, yeah, that stuff really irked me. But the stuff that uh I am enjoying is like how deep, I guess, like I don't want to say it's deep, but like a lot of people kinda hyped up that this game is hard to get into because it has a lot of different systems as far as um you don't necessarily level up your character, but you level up your gear, and like there's yeah, it, it's just nice. It, it it's set up kind of like an MMO where you're just going out, collecting items from enemies, and then use those items to craft armor. Um, go to a smithy who specifically tells you what to do with mm-hmm. it and crafts it for you. It's all in one place, so mm-hmm. um, I don't see how people are saying like mon- maybe maybe Monster Hunter uh, the old. Mo- uh, monster hunter games were a little bit more convoluted than this but like just a little bit oh, just a little uh, bit really well I, I feel like this is pretty easy for me to grasp like i was already upgrading my armor from the get-go i was i upgrade i bought a new piece of gear or piece of a uh, weapon for my character and there's a mm-hmm. great amount of variety in your weapons too which i like um all of them i would say definitely feel different from the next like i've only tried two of them but the the thing about the weapons in this game and like the combat is you don't feel overpoweredly strong it's more like you're just whittling down um these big monsters until eventually they die Um, yeah the the battles are designed to take a long time when you walk into a map and it says you have 50 minutes to do the mission they're not fucking around because you might use 45 minutes to chop away at, at the, the, the game is designed to feel very, um, sort of elongated or, you know, as Fish was talking about earlier with his noodle, um, you know, the, uh, what'd you call it? The elasticity or whatever you said? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what they do. They, I thought you'd go in there and kill, like, me and Fish were fishing and doing all this dumb shit, and I'm like, okay, we got 10 minutes to go kill the monster, but it's not quite like that. Like, it's designed to feel like these yeah. long, protracted battles where the enemies yeah. wander across the map. Well, yeah, and like, was, like Fish was saying with the animations, all their animation budget goes into the enemies. Like, the characters look ridiculous, yeah. but the monsters, oh my god, like, they could be in a Hollywood movie, the animation they've got going going into these creatures. It's, they're yeah. extremely well done, and the battles are drawn out because they want you to learn the animations, learn how to avoid attacks and stuff like that, and it's you're, yeah. you know learn it's learn deliberate. your timing it's very and stuff. Deliberate. it's it's yeah it's a very deliberate combat style um which i appreciate um but yeah but, but you can't help but feel weak whenever you're fighting them yeah, like, yeah. you see the damage numbers and you're like oh oh 10 15 damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you jump on their back but, and you're like yeah. i feel so epic well, i'm like kratos you jump on the back of a creature and yeah. it's like one damage one damage well, one damage you yeah, motherfucker yeah. and also because of that it makes the beginning of the game suck because since all these fights are drawn out even the beginning of the game they can't expect you to dodge shit at the beginning of the game so the first couple quests the enemies will just stand next to you and wait for you to kill them. Like that's mm. they, that's all they do. Like they just it's very they, kind of them to do that. They just stand. So you... Yeah, I mean it's 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 very considerate. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it just. I won't attack back. Just uh, massacre me to death, please. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> the power leveling you. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's weird because even within the combat, it can be a little dense too. Like there is combos you do while you're swinging weapons and stuff that briefly flash on the top of the screen like the most frustrating thing is you'll be attacking and on the top right of your screen you'll see these like weird things flashing like a uh, hold circle and square x and triangle and you're like what did that say because they're really quick usually because while you're attacking you open up different kinds of attacks and they want you to go to this like training area of the game and practice the weapons and stuff but even within the combat it's like oddly dense and like weird stuff happens josh me and fish were me and fish were fishing and we were having a good old time, and we couldn't figure out how to catch these big fish. They were, like, fighting us, and it, it was like, press O, 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 and then the, the O would leave the screen, and it would say, pull your joystick this way. Then we'd wait, and it would say, tap, O, 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 and uh, we were like, and then the fish would get away, and we're like, well, what are we doing wrong? So fish was like, oh, I found out that if you just keep tapping O when it, tells, when it, when it leaves the screen, then you're, you'll catch the fish, and the game doesn't tell you that we just kind of experimented and like playing Mm -hmm. the game online is actually really smart because you have two brains to try and figure out all the obscure weird shit (laughs) that's happening like yeah we just wander around poor design as well though well yeah it was it it was yeah yeah. there's no excuse for that that. like like every everything you pick up will show a tooltip like what the fuck did you just pick up on the right side of the screen for about two seconds that's fine you don't need to waste a bunch of time with that Anything you collect, you've got that. You can look at that. You can scroll over it and see it again afterwards. But anything you can pick up and then throw at enemies will show that tooltip one time. If you missed it during the two seconds it was up on screen, you have no idea what that thing does ever again. You'll, there's, there is yeah. no way in game to find out what oh, the hell no, it does. No. Um, and then you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, well, it's I not a big deal because you can kind of experiment <laughs> and figure it out. But like Yeah, yeah. If you play video games, you're going to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you'll figure it out, but it's it's just it's odd. Like there are 
it, it's strange, A, that there are like 45 different things you can pick up and throw at enemies. Um, but we, then weird B, little the, thing, yeah, yeah. It's like they they don't explain it to you again if you missed it the first oh, time. Oh no! So weird little things too. Like when you beat a a, a boss, you have a one minute timer to, to before you are sucked out of that area, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you kill a big boss, it's like sixty seconds. So me and Fish, we it's like um, quick loot everything. Yeah, no, and even worse, yeah. we <laughs> were looting this one boss. And, like, this T-Rex creature came wandering in, and one cool thing about the game is the monsters will fight each other, right? Mm -hmm. But this T-Rex wandered in and started attacking us while we were trying to loot, and we had, like, 30 seconds left, and we're like, fuck, we gotta loot this boss we just killed, and this T-Rex mm -hmm. was fucking with us, and that was, like, that shouldn't happen. That such kind of shit is, like, there's, here's the thing, there's <laughs> no way that a human being that plays video games regularly sat down and played this game and, and could not figure this shit out, which is why I believe... They refuse to change these things. They have a stick up their ass and they refuse to change it because that's the way it's always been. And when you have that attitude, you're fucked. You're fucked. Hmm. So I will say, though, exploring the world, like those scout flies, I really like that. Yeah. I like that it's showing you all the different stuff that you can actually pick up instead of clicking on a bunch of stuff that you think you may be able to pick up because yeah. a lot of the stuff that you want to pick up is like, um, the flora around the place, like you want to pick up uh, a herb or um, some sort of uh, plant. A herb? That gives you pick you... up a herb? Herb, yeah. yeah. Pick up herby? Oh, I'm sorry. I said herb. That's fine. <laughs> herb, herb, you okay. know. Herb's, yeah. herb's uh, a stand-up yeah. guy. He is. You got to pick him up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Long walk home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I just... Watching a lot of Mindhunter. That's Mind a popsicle in my basement. <laughs> oh, no. I was about to say, I've been watching a lot of Mindhunter, and there's hitchhiking was a bad thing back in the day. People don't hitchhike anymore, because they know it gets you raped and murdered real quick. Um, yeah. Anyways. But uh, the scout flies would. Yeah. If they had scout flies, they definitely would not pick up that murderer, because yeah, the scout yeah, flies tell you exactly <laughs> what you're going for. Murderer! Uh, <laughs> That one's a murder. Stay away from that. I didn't even know they were flies until you told me that. I was like, oh, that's a cute touch. Like, I didn't even know they were actually flies. I thought it was just like a glowing essence that, that tells you no. where to go. Mm -hmm. No, you have like a little, on your character, there's like a little glowing, like little cage where the flies reside. And then they that's go cool. out yeah. in front of you and scout ahead for you, which is See, cool. that stuff is cool. Oh. Like the cats, little yeah. stuff like that. The palicos that float on their oh, little I rafts. Love the palicos. They're yeah. the best. Like this, there is a lot of cute, charming. There's a lot of charming shit in this game, that is fucking great. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> yeah, and and I'm using like the gun lance at this point, and I'm really digging that. Before that, I was playing around with the longsword, mm -hmm. and I like the fluidity of uh, the attacks mm -hmm. on the longsword, but it, it it wasn't exciting to me. Like mm -hmm. it just didn't yeah. feel like something that. Fish's longsword no. isn't very exciting. Yeah. No, the gun lance is pretty fun. <laughs> I'm more of a hammer guy. Like the the war hammers are pretty. Uh, I did get to try out the yeah. hammer. Yeah, I go with Me the Morgan generic. Tried out um, the arena. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I was go. I go for the generic um, monster hunter sword. The big, the Buster sword. Yeah, yeah. The That's big the one ones. I always yeah. see. So yeah. Strong but, fun, but slow. I it it's for me like if you ever play a game with me, the only thing that sucks is I was using the double sided spear and it had this cool thing where you could point it and shoot those insects at things. Um mm -hmm. and it would like paralyze and, and stuff. Like I really liked using that that secondary effect, but I didn't like the spear. 
And uh, but you have to. That's the only one I think that really does that. So, but I really like using the sword because it's very deliberate um, and simple, but strong. And I, if I get into a party with someone, I don't want to feel like the weakest link. So I want to. Yeah. Although I was thinking about this the other day when I team up with Fish, it'd probably be smarter if one of us had like a ranged weapon and one of us. Usually when me and Fish play, mm-hmm. we just get right up under its balls and just start slapping away. Gah, 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 you know, and it's not a very that's a weak spot. Yeah, yeah, under yeah, you're right. Yeah, we should all get together and get some uh, war bagpipes. It's the lot of us. (laughs) That's big. Those look hilarious. (laughs) I saw those. I'm curious about how those play. (laughs) Yeah, they're not that great. It's just they stack well. It's just yeah, end up stacking buffs on each other. And so yeah, it's (laughs) that's about all. Okay. It is it is pretty funny. Well, That's it's it's not the most graceful game to watch either when you're hacking like me and Fish are hacking away at these bosses and they're stomping around and like tiny little environmental spaces that don't even seem like they're fit for a monster 10 times its size and it's just like we're doing these hacky animations and they're stomping on us and flipping over and there's bugs everywhere and other monsters are running like it's not a an elegant game by any means. Um yeah, and 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 also like sharpening your job weapon to do the max amount of damage as mm-hmm. well. You gotta like, do that when it runs off. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that it. There's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff that you have to watch out for and keep track of as you're fighting these monsters, and it's a very long drawn out battle. But uh, after you finally defeat them, like once you once you get that monster like limping Satisfying. off or like you sever its tail. It's like, yeah. oh, we're almost, we almost got this motherfucker, and that's when like it starts to pick up, and you're, you're really wanting to um, take out that monster at that point. And- Again, the time limit seems unnecessary. Another archaic thing. Like me and Fish are having a great time. I don't need a timer saying you have five minutes left or you fail. You know, that's yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, even fit into the story on both no. sides of that. Like a a whenever you just want to keep exploring more, and then yeah, it's it's. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. No. Um, it doesn't. It's, again, more things that have just been that way forever, and they mm-hmm. refuse to change. Yeah. Um, I specifically told my wife that, like, whenever I was done with the game, I'm like, well, I, I see exactly what they're doing here. I've seen it before. I know exactly. It's like there's there's no reason to keep going where I was at that point, because, like, <sighs> I've played the game before. Like, I... If you're not, yeah, yeah, I stopped too, Josh. The only reason I went back was because our community was so enamored mm-hmm. with it, and me and Fish were gonna play together, and I knew we'd have yes. fun. If you're not gonna play this game with a friend, like, yeah. I know a lot of people on our Instagram said they're playing it alone, and I commend those people that are having a fun time. If you're having a great time, that's fucking awesome. But I just mean for me, I can't imagine mm-hmm. playing this game by myself. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think it'd be fun for if you just want something to veg out to, because it's fine for that. It is. It's yes. it's it's a nice it's, it's a nice that, grindy game. Mm. You just sit down, yeah, kill some shit, go collect and some bones, collect some, yeah. and collect collect all the garbage they drop. It's great I, for I guess that. I mean the story it's missions. It's really yeah, good the... for that. But I've done it before, so I mean it's that's that's the big thing. Like I, I don't know. Like I I can see well, myself even... picking it up once it gets on PC. And hopefully being able to talk somebody else into playing it with me because I've got I still have a yeah. you know a big group of friends who play PC games so hopefully somebody will be into it and I'll be able to you know play it that way because yeah I mean that's 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 a big thing for me since I'm playing it by myself I'm I've still got other games I'd like to finish right now like I've still got 
stuff I'd like to do in Mario, in Zelda, in Celeste. I'm still trying to collect everything in that game. Like, I, I finished the <sighs> game, but I'm still trying yeah. to collect everything. It's just not a great time for me. Like, I know for a lot of people it is a great time to just grind away at at this game, but it, I've got other stuff no, I'd like to a do. Much, so. It's much better than Celeste. I don't know you're wasting your time No, it's that, not. So. It's not even fucking remotely close to Celeste. It's much more enjoyable. Do, do you get a do you get a cat companion in Celeste? By chance? No. No, but you collect strawberries. Mm-hmm. You can't see my sarcastic face. Um, but you know, to each their own. That's the Celeste is a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I mean, I don't disagree with you. And if people are having fun, I think that's awesome. I just when I look at the reviews, I see people that are it's it just feels a little irresponsible to me there's this game is not a 9.5 it's not even probably a nine it's yeah. but it's still a really it's still a really fun time and that's okay you can't if you yeah. applaud them even though they refuse to change and fucking game reviewers should know better than this if you applaud a company that refuses to change you're not you're not helping the situation you are encouraging yeah. bad habits this game is the most difficult game to play online that I've played in the past 10 years. I have not had more difficulty playing with a friend in the past 10 years of my life, probably since the last time I played Monster Hunter. And that mm-hmm. is not acceptable in today's day and age. It's not. That's my only ramble. Um, anyways, Fish, is there anything you'd like to say um, before we move on here? I mean, I know we'll probably talk a little bit more Actually, about it next week. Ahead, Fortnite was pretty close to being difficult to play with friends online. Yeah, hopefully they get that fixed soon. Oh. Yeah, you can't you can't yeah. start a party in game if you have a party out of game on PS That's on PSN like at all. And of course, if you're trying to figure out how to get into a party in the game, you're gonna start a party so you can talk to each other and figure that out. Which will I mean, that's completely valid, preclude would... you from being able to start your party in game. So. Right? Yeah. Weird. Never yeah. had that happen. The first time me and Fish just got on, it was just like, "Hey, get my party. Let's go." So start. No PS you, Plus required. You did, you did no have issues. it. You did have it happen because we were playing together and we couldn't get a party started. That wasn't the first time. Me and Fish had played yeah, it before. It was. Me and I'm Fish had played about, it before. Oh, the four of us. I'm talking about the four of us. That's you, guys jumped, you guys jumped me right into your party. I didn't have any problems. Well, it's because we'd been spending we just, the last two hours figuring it out. Well, That's it said you guys were in a game. By the time you finally pulled you out were... and decided to join us. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm not discredit. Whatever issues you guys had are obviously valid. I'm just saying I've never had a, an issue with Fortnite. And it's free. And the, the fact that they're letting you play a game without a PS Plus membership is pretty rad. It's unfortunate Monster Hunter required it's me true. and Fish to buy PS yeah. Plus. For a month. did you buy a whole year fish or did you just buy a month? Yeah, I went ahead and got me a whole another year. Oh, they sucked you right in. Look mm. at you. All right, yeah, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll be playing some other games. Hopefully, the next. I, I probably. I can't think of any game online at this point. It's, that, a, it's, it's that new mode in Shadow Sadly. the Colossus. We get to climb them together and stab them to death simultaneously. Oh, so, yeah. oh that'd be great if they had that in that yeah. game, but yeah. that's not in there. You swing from the Colossus's penis, and uh, I'll climb to the top, and then we, we have to count down. Three, mm. two, one, stab! It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Double damage there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get the black blood shooting out, and you get the, the black... Colossus batter, but you know the um. So, 
I will say this, there's a lot of small issues with the game that I don't want to beat to death because I know we've talked a lot about this, especially if people are listening to this and they're really enjoying the game. I think it's still a lot of fun. Me and Fish are going to keep playing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the concept is good enough. We get to go out with your friends and kill monsters. And the monsters look cool. And there's a lot of charm to the game. And uh, it's a good time. And we're fighting through the, the pain points because um, it's a good time. So, <sighs> yep. I don't. I don't want to sound like I just think it's complete trash. No, um, no, no. Yeah. It's, I, I don't want them to be afraid of fixing the issues, the major issues that they just won't touch. Oh, they won't. Because, yeah. you know, it's got a 91 on Metacritic, so. Oh, God. Why are they going to fuck with it now? I know. Jesus Christ, guys. Come on, guys. And gals. Don't do that. Guys and gals, come on. Come on. Um, but yeah. the timing is right, and I will say this is cool. Maybe maybe miracles will happen. It's cool to see Monster Hunter finally doing well against a new crowd of people, but um, we deserve a better Monster Hunter than this. Fish, is there anything you'd like to say before we move on? I didn't want to cut you off there and start talking about the Colossus batter. Mm. Yeah, I'm enjoying this game. Um, I'm going to continue playing on, on with it. Um, uh, I am curious about where it ends up, like... I want to see, I kind of want to see the credits on this game just because like I'm kind of invested in it at this point. Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. Like the the online multiplayer stuff is just doesn't make any sense. Um, there is like a gathering hub that me and Morgan did find um, uh, at the yeah. last like 30 minutes of our session we had together. Um, and we could actually see each other as yeah. we we're getting walking quests, around and stuff. That should be the, that should persist throughout the whole game. It like, should be everywhere. Like <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And that is just weird. And that's probably my main knock against this game at this point yeah. is that the multiplayer, um, setup, the system they have as far as connecting with another person just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I deal. guess a nitpicky type of thing would be probably the the world itself. Like I I really feel like this game would benefit more if it was just set a big up in world. a way like yeah, like Zelda, well, like more like Zelda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's just a big world, and like you you essentially kill stuff for you you're 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 essentially just pick picking up material from all these enemies. Like yeah, why why do they have to set up a quest to go and kill them? Like like the, well, the, the quest is fine if if they're organic. If you can just wander yeah. around the world and pick them up, but yeah, instead but, you have an NPC telling you what to assigned. do. It's, it's an assigned quest. Really, it's assigned exactly. to you. <laughs> yeah. It just feels very weird, and it's yeah. weird. It's very it doesn't weird. feel doesn't yeah. It doesn't feel organic. You know like what it feels like? Something. It feels like Japanese online games mm. ten years ago. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. But um, that aside, though, like like Josh said, like it's a great game to just kind of turn your brain off and play. If you have like any experience with like MMOs, like I don't think these systems are really gonna be that hard to um, uh, tackle no. per se. Mm-hmm. And, and there's like, a lot going on, but it's not that confusing. No, no, and yeah, it's 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 actually very rewarding and fun to actually kill these big monsters um i don't know why they call it monster hunter though it could be <laughs> di- 
What? It should what be Dinosaur Hunter. No, it everything shouldn't. just looks like a dinosaur to Yeah, me. but Dinosaur Hunter sounds fucking dinos- cheap. Actually, my girlfriend was laughing at that. She was like, this game has the most unoriginal game title I've ever seen. I'm like, it's been around for like 15 years, babe. It was, you know, it worked at the time. <laughs> yeah, but like, when I think of a monster, I'm thinking, you know, 30 tentacles on a monster reaching well, out to you. And... There's monsters just puking dragons. Hentai. And... Hentai, 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 yeah. hentai. When Fish thinks of a monster, he thinks of tentacle porn. <laughs> uh, yeah. They could be more uh, yeah. monstrous, I would say. All I right. mean, you got dragons, you got dinosaurs, like, everything seems reptilian in a way. Like, it just, it feels more like a dinosaur hunter game to me. Di- but, I mean, at this Fish's point, review. why can't they have, a, like, a monster with 20 penises that are shooting out flame and ice and lightning? Hey, no, hey, 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 hey. See, that would be a fucking monster. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'd be terrified of that thing. Shay's quiet the whole time and he jumps in with a monster with 20 penises. All right. I, I got the ultimate I'm dick down. joke this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> How can I top 20 penises? I can't do it. Um, yeah. Anyways, I will say this. The, the game feels like I've been watching my daughter. She's, uh, she's learning how to crawl finally and what i know what i there's a funny expression people use that before you can walk you have to uh, learn how to crawl right um but what they forget to mention is before you can crawl you have to learn how to flail around and slide across the room like a <laughs> a dead fish which is what little babies do they she can get halfway across my living room without actually crawling you know that's part of their their learning process um so that's kind of where Monster Hunter is right now for me. It's past that stage, and it's in the crawl, but it's not quite walking, and it sure as hell not running. Um, but it can get there. It can get there. And that doesn't mean... I think so. I think yeah. so. I mean, they've, they've got... This game is well-received at this point. Like, even though those reviews don't feel like they're deserving for this game, I, I do feel like that company can probably listen to to the audiences of the world in instead of just Japan and fix a lot of the issues that are holding back this game from being like a really top tier type of experience just yeah. a, a much more fuller experience because I, I feel like if they had a better story like maybe that would keep my interest more to want to finish knock out all these quests if they kept that quest system so the but online yeah, yeah if they fix the online that'll be the next step they'll be walking and then if they fix the story, or at least the world itself, yeah. that could be... Or just give up on running. story. I kind of feel like that's a better solution uh, yeah, give at up, this point. Give up. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. just stop stop pretending. Yeah. Well, leave, stop. leave mystery in the world, like Bloodborne style. You don't need to... Yeah. Like, or, or the biology people... Like, you can find monsters and you have, like, this whole resource center and this ecology. Like, go deeper into that, where I'm mm-hmm. learning about the monsters and, like, their how they work and how it affects the world. Like... Go into the biological aspects of the game. That would be really cool, you know? Yeah, get into the hunter part of it. Oh, I will say this. The most inexcusable thing happened. I know this is going really long, but I have to tell you guys this. I did the fishing quest at the beginning of the game apparently too early. And when I finished it, they told me to go turn it into the resource center, which is like a little guy sitting in the middle of the map. I actually had that quest finished before the game wanted to show me where the resource center was. So I, I recorded this too. There was no indication on my map that the resource center existed because I hadn't progressed in the story far enough to where the game wanted to say, 
here you go. So I spent an hour running around trying to find where to turn in this stupid fishing quest. And uh, that's just a, another small example of the dumb shit that you can run into in this game. Um, anyways, that's Monster Hunter. And hopefully when they improve it, we'll get Dinosaur Hunter. And that'll be the, the game that we're all really looking for. Uh, Still a lot of fun, though. Fight, fight Megalodons and... Oh man, no! I don't actually love Monster Hunter. I, you've you've unsold. I love Megalodons, but now I'm thinking about like T Rexes and Triceratops is too generic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that shit. Um, but maybe a spinoff. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. But I wanted to get a lot of it out now, just in case people are like, "Hey, I want to hear these guys talk about Monster Hunter. It's the big game." Um, I think this is a great time for the bio break. We're getting rope Shay back in here. Boom, boom, boom. Um, to talk about yes. the axolotl. Uh, yes. So this is the we every week we do a bio break portion of the show where we all talk about something in biology or science that's fascinating to us, and it works out great for us because we have a biology major as part of the podcast, um, our good friend Shay, so we can endow mm-hmm. some of his knowledge with us. Um, this article, I will give you the brief summary and turn it over to Shay to to start off the conversation. Um, it's from Science Daily. Is the article I'm reading from. It's called Decoding the Axolotl Genome. And that's basically what we're talking about is the axolotl. It's a salamander. Insights into tissue regeneration. And the summary is the sequencing of the largest genome to date lays the foundation for novel insights into tissue regeneration because this salamander could regenerate parts of its body. So that's the setup, Shay. This is something you were interested in, which is why you sent this article to me. Um, Yes. Tell me more. Okay. Uh, the, the basic idea of why I was interested in this creature is because I know some people know about it, but it is able to actually regenerate some of its own limbs. Um, what ends up happening is, you know, like, like some lizards, they lose a body part or predominantly lizards lose their tails. Um, with the salamander, though, it can lose an arm and completely regrow it um, with bones and muscles and everything intact. And it's actually been even re- reported that these creatures can regrow some of like their spinal column or parts of their mm-hmm. brain to perfect functioning capacity. And so these creatures have been essentially uh, studied for 150 plus years because they have this ability to regenerate and now the fact that um they have found the complete genome sequence allows scientists to essentially uh delve deeper into what's going on with these creatures like they're able to look at how exactly they regenerate and this is like the culmination of 150 plus years of work. And now this genome wow. is actually yeah. available for the public. So anyone can start doing these kind of experiments um, to figure out how these creatures regenerate so well. And it's, it's just, it's a really exciting thing because that, that means so much uh, for the scientific community. So, um, one other big one other big thing that is kind of important with these creatures is that they don't undergo complete metamorphosis um and that's another reason why they're studied 
so extensively in a laboratory type setting that they um they don't undergo metamorphosis so they go straight from kind of like their baby stage essentially into an adult um avoiding that middle Hmm. stage so they don't unlike most salamanders uh they don't actually have lungs they can't breathe on land and in the water they can only breathe in the water but scientists have figured out that if they inject these creatures with um saline they can force that um scientists can force the axolotls to undergo metamorphosis so they can actually study the whole process of metamorphosis in a laboratory kind of setting so these creatures are really Mm. easy to study that seems and, fucked up. They force it to basically evolve. That's like when you force your Pokemon to evolve, man. That's some rough shit. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how I didn't expect you to go that route. <laughs> yeah, the it's, it's just um, that's true. <laughs> it's just cool to see that they they finally have scientists finally have access to the genome sequence. Yeah. So I got two questions here. Well, one question for yeah. you and then one statement. The first thing is uh, just a little comedic story for you guys. Me and my daughter found a salamander in our backyard once and uh, she fell in love with it. It was in like this little turtle pool we had. And I don't rarely see salamanders here in Montana, but this one week, like they just kept showing up in, in our backyard. So we, she took it to our mom's house. Me and my ex-wife are divorced and she had it in like a, um, she had it in like a little plastic container and her mom was taking care of it but of course her my ex-wife is a trashy human so she failed to take care of it and the salamander died so my my daughter was sad about it and um we're sitting in the car driving home and i'm like it's okay um do you the salamander is gone to heaven brinley it'll be fine and she's like no it didn't daddy I saw mommy put that salamander in the trash. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, <clears throat> so. Trash heaven. That was the very strong distinction that my daughter had when she New was Jersey. just like trying to give me the, the blunt. Re- <laughs> she tried to give me the blunt reality. No, dad, that salamander's in the trash. I saw it on that old half eaten whopper. Anyways. Um, sad wow. story, but kind of comedic. And um, yeah, your wife, your ex-wife, I guess. Who eats half a whopper? No, boo on everything. Who eats half? Yeah, who Who eats eats half any part of a whopper? I know, like if I do, if you're determined enough to order a a whopper today, determined (laughs) enough to do that to yourself, you eat the whole thing. Did you eat the whole whopper? You don't. You don't go in looking to feel half shitty. Yeah. You're going to feel completely shitty. I mean, unless a loved one finds you in the process of eating a Whopper and they, and they talk you down. (laughs) That's, that's the only situation in in which I can see a half Whopper being eaten. Like, no, there are people who will love you. you Put the Whopper down. From that ledge, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Step back from that Whopper. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I just thought this, (laughs) <laughs> this is this is how my my brain works. And uh, oh fuck! The, the funny thing about how my brain works is like you're talking about whoppers, or, uh, whoppers and salamanders. And all I thought was that Pokemon named Whooper it looks like a salamander. <laughs> <laughs> Not yes. salamance. Not salamance. The no, Pokemon, no. but Whooper. 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 Uh. Um, let's all give begging. It's time in the sun. Begging for life. So, and my question for you though, Shay, is 
what's the actual application that learning about this regenerative tissue can have in a practical way in health or whatever that becomes helpful? Like, how does us learning or understanding how it works, what is the actual um, application of that? Uh, basically, it allows us to kind of, for medical practices, basically, um, if I want to study how how to best regenerate damaged tissue on a human like after a burn or someone breaks their arm or someone like a, a war hero comes back after losing their leg um you know now now what what's the best way to um allow them to lead a normal lifestyle well if we figure out how to regrow limbs then it's not so bad. I mean, of course, losing your leg. And so you think humans bad, could, no this could have an, this could have an application where human beings are actually regrowing limbs. You believe that? Um, that seems, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah, I mean, like, they, hmm. man, like, have you ever looked up, like, the extensive amount of stem cell research people are doing right now? It's intense, man. Like, they are, they are working on cloning, um, I mean, they've cloned sheep. Uh, they're looking at cloning humans. Um, I don't, I can't yeah. remember. I, th I don't want to be quoted on this. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you. I'm pretty sure that they have either been working on it or they have successfully done it. I'm pretty sure they're working on it. They haven't successfully done it, but with stem cell research, that will allow us to basically kind of resequence our genome. Like, if yeah. I'm predispositioned through genetics to be bald, well, you know, through stem cell research, maybe no humans will ever be bald again. And that's kind of an exciting thing. And then I, it, it kind of reminds me, well, actually not kind of, it really reminds me of Star Trek. Um, the, the whole, yeah. um, a series in which war. no one balded. And granted, that's <laughs> except Patrick. <laughs> Yeah. Holy no, shit! Uh, Holy shit! Dude, Shay, check this out. This is mind blowing. I don't mean to uh, interrupt you, Shay, but this is interruption no, worthy. It. I promise. I just Googled a whooper on Bulbapedia, and I kid you not, the opening paragraph right here says Whooper is a mostly blue amphibious Pokemon that resembles an upright armless axolotl. That's what? cool. What? Um, what are the chances? The uh, you start talking no, about whoppers, no, 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 no. and then I find a Pokemon that resembles an axolotl, and even says so on Bulbapedia. Wow. Oh my goodness! All right. Uh, no, it's good. It's it's just like <laughs> yeah, I know it's a fictitious show, but um, <laughs> it's it's just kind of it's kind of scary to think about us kind of resequencing our DNA, but. In terms of medical practices, I think it would be a good idea to be able to help people who unfortunately lose limbs and stuff. Um, but to answer your question, Morgan, do I think it's realistic? I think it's like a 50-50 chance. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it certainly can be applicable. Uh, that is if we don't kill ourselves via whether it's nuclear war or climate change. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a race. Uh, can humans surpass the inevitable extinction or um basically 
will we kind of evolve as humans? So, yeah, yeah. To be determined, but Fair it enough. does definitely have its useful applications if it, used properly. It, it kind of it makes those science fiction movies where you see like in in Starship Troopers where Rico gets that damaged leg, like that bug falls on his leg, and like he's sitting inside of a tube. And there's like this little machine bot like weaving on his flesh. Like it makes that stuff look like more real, mm -hmm. realistic and in the distant future as opposed to just straight up fiction. Never and you know happen. what? Doesn't for happen. Your, for your noodling injuries, if you ever lose, lose one in the battlefield fish when you're hunting, mm -hmm. we can regenerate yeah. that tissue. Oh my God. The applications. Yeah. F full circle. Once again. God. I would not. I would not have a fear of you know losing my noodle. Yeah, you'd be a better hunter, honestly. Without that fear, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like how we can bring everything back full circle. But my brain is Me clicking too. on all useless cylinders. You know, tonight. I don't know if the fear is <clears throat> losing the noodle. I think the fear is getting the noodle bitten off. So I don't mm -hmm. know how much this solves the problem, fish. Yeah, the pain. Yeah, the pain. Well, the I could pain. just numb it up. <laughs> he, just, he just numbs Put it up. Put some real numbing good. herb on there. He's usually drunk. He's usually we go out with like a bottle of whiskey. So before he starts noodling, he has to have some whiskey in him. Mm -hmm. uh, that's for sure. Um, God, we have such a good Monster Hunter video. I want to put up, but I'm so afraid that people are not going to appreciate how disgusting it is. Uh, more on that later. Um, real quickly, Shay, I want to say you've been playing some uh, Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit, and you brought up something interesting before the show about yes. how. This you are normally a side quest guy, but you in your quest to finish Horizon, you have not been that enamored with the side quests that Horizon is offering you. No, not not as much. Um, maybe it's just the particular section of the game I'm in. Um, a lot a lot of the game has felt like when you're not doing the main story, you are basically either searching for collectibles, kind of like Assassin's Creed, uh, the very first one when you're searching for all the flags. Or you're doing mm. these kind of menial side missions. Um, there's, I, there's this point where I was in Meridian, and this woman comes up to me as I'm listening, and she's like being all creepy and secretive, and she's like, this guy doesn't deserve to die. Come talk to me, and we can save him. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, let him die. I don't care. I want to just yeah, why should keep you care? going with the yeah. story. Yeah, well, and it's it's not necessarily a slight on the game entirely. Mm -hmm. I think it is a little bit because I think Josh and I are very similar in this regards so that we both get distracted by side mi side quest missions if they're really good, mm -hmm. and we will spend a majority of our time in the side quest missions. And this game just, for whatever reason, the the, the side missions don't feel. Um, that interesting to be honest with you, and I would yeah, they don't just they much don't. rather finish the main the main quest, which is much more interesting, like figuring out yeah what's going on with Aloy, which I have at this point figured out finally, kind of one of the big mysteries of the game. So yeah, so. it's clearly alloy, right? Like a metal alloy. Yeah, alloy. Yeah, you're right. I, I say Aloy. But you say Aloy because it's Aloy. It's no, it's is Alloy. It? Like a metal alloy. No, it's Aloy. Yeah, metal That's machines. her fucking oh. name. They, they're they're alloy. from the future and the they mis they mispronounce everything because they're from the future. Mm. Yeah. 
there are several names that's your, that's that your are story? mispronounced. They, they mispronounce things because they're in the future? Yeah, that's the whole fucking point. It's a post-apocalyptic society oh. that a few of them managed to be able to read for the, you know, generation or two after it happened. And, uh, yeah, English right. has changed enough that tons of shit is just mispronounced. You'll find a bunch of oh, names, God. not just Aloy, that are just... Oh, English okay. words oh, that so no one pronounces I right. I see, I see. You're yeah. right, they didn't understand the correct context for yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a it's a play, uh, that's what I mean, I'm sorry, you're right, you're right. It's a play on Alloy because of the themes of the game, though. But you're right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, there, okay. I think you're there right. are a few other things sorry. you'll find, like other towns and stuff that are just English words that aren't pronounced correctly. Um, yeah, that's a cool That's a cool twist, too. You're right, I'm sorry, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I can concede when I'm wrong. Um, uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, Shay, I talked about this at our end of the year podcast. Like, I wish this because they had so many cool ideas in the game. Like, remember, I joked that what if there's a side quest where some guy captured a crocodile and like turned it for his own will and like fused another robot into it? And he was like, like, there were so many cool things they could have done, but all the side quests were pretty much go here, kill a guy, go here, kill a couple monsters. Like, the most yes. bare bones. Yeah. And that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you. I wish that they could have kind of infused some semi-unique missions into their gameplay or their game because there are a ton of ideas that they could come with, even if it's, like, basically an, an amalgamation or a blend of other missions of other games or stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they could have done they so much more with weird. that. They need a little more. They, they played it a little they safe. I, 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 they did. Yes, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Like there's a there's a point in the game um and this is a bit of a spoiler. Um so if any of the hosts or listeners don't want to hear it. No, 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 Perfect. Um, no, it's after Aloy finds out that basically she wasn't born, she was grown uh, in one of those little chambers, and then she's captured, and then you have to fight in that arena. Um, the dialogue from one of the main bad guys was just, it felt very, very corny and forced and fake, and it just reminded yeah. me of a game that would really play it safe. I feel like with this new IP, they do so like they hit so many points so well, and then other points they just really play it safe. And I think it it is to their disadvantage in a way, in my opinion. Yeah, it's too bad. Maybe the sequel they can get weird with it. So yeah, yeah. And of, I haven't I played the DLC yet either. I don't know if it gets weirder in the DLC. I really want to play the DLC. Though. I will say, the one game that does get side quests done really well, some would say perfectly, Zelda. I thought you were going to say every- Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh that, that's just a time uh, sink right there. I, I think The Witcher does them better, but Zelda does a good job. I never felt in, like I wanted to do them in Zelda, though. Like They weren't that interesting to me, personally. Well, everything's a side quest in that game because the the main quest in that game is to kill Ganon. 
and you could literally do that from the beginning if you wanted to. Yeah. And the game is a um, side quest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cheap. That's a cheap answer, mm-hmm. but I, I, I <laughs> come on. Yeah. I did I did end up beating the game though. Um Oh, you weekend. beat that this week, huh? That's a right. good segue. Yeah. 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 Right before I um started up Monster Hunter because I knew if I started Monster Hunter and I enjoyed it that I would probably not go back to Zelda. Congratulations. Um, so, that's a that's a new fish. That is a that is a smart decision fish made to finish an old game um, before taking on you. a new game. Wow. Best two months of my life playing that game, Zelda. Oh well, well you um, have a sad life if that's the case. What? That game is amazing. <laughs> this is the best game my, ever. My asshole. It's, it should have won game of the year. Oh no! Now you're changing your mind, you motherfucker. <laughs> no, it was it was first on my list. Yeah, but you agreed with oh, us. Though. Sword chomps. Yeah. I did. We don't I have to re- tw- we don't have to pull that up again. Yeah, but yeah, I defeated Ganon and uh, I enjoyed his, the fight. Um, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's um, I, I ended up collecting all the memories to have that secret ending, which. Or not secret ending. Well, I guess it is a secret ending uh, after collecting all the memories, but um, definitely not worth it. <laughs> I don't think it was worth it one bit. Um, it was very brief, and I didn't really care much for it. But I mean, some people may find it touching. I was just like, eh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, the way it went down, um, I guess with the last fight, like, didn't quite make sense to me. Like, I felt like. The whole the whole time in the game, they were telling you, "You're the guy who's gonna seal away. You have to seal away Ganon with the se- blade of uh, the the master sword," and you don't necessarily do that, which uh, threw me off. I was like, "Huh, that's a bit odd." But you don't actually um, seal away Ganon with the master sword. What are What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little weird. I I don't want to ruin it though for okay, people because okay. it, it 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 was surprising like to actually. There's two phases to Ganon essentially, and uh, yeah, his second form is just uh, caught me off guard. And I was I was doing like yeah, it was, it was very weird. Very. They were they were kind of doing the same thing with the divine beast, and um, yeah, it didn't feel as great as uh, I would have liked it to be, but. That being said, um, I am glad that I finally concluded that game. Maybe down the road I'll uh, pick up the DLC and play through that. Yeah, I feel like it. But well, yeah, it was your uh, game of the year, so yeah. And uh, sounds like it'd make your top five games of all time. I'll say that uh, to say the least. So sounds like it. Yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe one yeah. day. Maybe if how about this? If we can hit ten thousand followers. Maybe, or 10,000 subscribers, we, we could do a best of the past 10 years. We do, like, our favorite games for each year for the past 10 years, but only when we hit 10,000 subscribers. Ooh, it'll be, that'd it'll be, be fun. It'll be, a all, it'll be a decade. We'll go with the whole 10 theme. Um, but yeah, that's cool, Fish. Uh, Josh is watching some crate. Josh is just, I can't stop staring at Josh watching something. He's watching the Overwatch competition. And he's probably secretly just really wants to talk about it. Go ahead, Josh. Tell me about this Overwatch League. Tell me something interesting about it. Uh, well, I'm currently Good watching stuff. the Gladiators 
likely in the process of losing again, which is sad, because they started off so well, so promising looking, with unique strategies, and they've just not gone anywhere with it. It's been... Who are the Gladiators? Who are the, they? One of, one of the two teams from L.A. Um, oh, okay. And they're, they're fun to watch. They've got some really cool tank play, but they just don't really support it that well, and it just mm. it ends Lots up not hogs? going anywhere. Uh, occasionally. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Mm. So it's mm. fun to watch, but it doesn't really translate to wins? Yeah, that's sadly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of teams like that in the NFL, but um, I didn't want to have to segue into any Super Bowl talk. Who are you mm-hmm. pulling for to win the whole thing, Josh? Uh, that's tough. Like I still like the Gladiators, even though I there, I don't think there's any chance they're going to win at this point. Um, yeah. I still like watching Seoul, though, and I think they're one of the better teams um, just because they've got really, really good support play that's just amazingly fun to watch like they've got support players who can end up carrying their team which is just amazing to watch that sounds like my job i'm a supporter i'm not a uh like if i was in fortnite i'm just reviving people so (laughs) i'd like to think i have a purpose although i'm sure somebody else could have revived them but you never know you never second guess your role in the team otherwise you just end up feeling (laughs) 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 feeling dirty yeah. All right. Well, when's the when is when is it over? When's the Overwatch like when's the last game or whatever? Uh, not match. for a few more weeks. Whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully there's not like match on Sunday. I wouldn't want you to miss the Super Bowl. Uh, no, it's been it's they do Wednesday through Saturday games. Oh, so. okay. I was just that was setting you up to just tell me how much you would never watch the Super Bowl. I've yet to watch a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, I don't know why it's starting now. Well, nah, I've seen three or much, four Super Bowl commercials. Don't you dare fish! Don't you dare! And that's uh, that's about as far as it's gone. So it's gonna be a party in my house. I'm gonna get pizzas, Canadian bacon, red pepper, green pepper, mushrooms, lots of chips and dip, lots of diet soda. I'm gonna watch every snap mm. of thing. That does that sound like a party? <laughs> that par- sounds like America. <laughs> no alcohol. No alcohol whatsoever. <laughs> Lots of anti-anxiety medication, and it's going to be a good time. <laughs> okay, okay, that might be a party, actually. I'm, I'm back in now. You're back, you're back on board, yeah. Um, that's like the big, yeah, I'm looking forward to spending that on Sunday. But, um, okay, well, here's, here's a good transition, because this is gonna be, I want to end the show with this. We pretty much hit every major topic I wanted to talk about, and I, I wanted to highlight our community in the last portion of the show. It's been kind of a lengthy show, but it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot to say. And that's I, the one thing I never s- cease to be amazed with is that every week I wonder if we're going to have enough to talk about because we do the show every week and every week our problem is that we have too much to talk about. So just let that sit in your, in your brain for a while. Um, I'll think about I, that. I, I just, <laughs> just let that simmer around in there. So the reason this, caught my attention i wasn't trying to be like oh let's take a shot at ea or anything so we can get a bunch of uh, comments and activity on the instagram the reason i i even brought up this article is because i was hunting around doing my you know from site to site board one day and i found this article on ign and the the way they framed the article just pissed me off 
because it was basically, it got me to click on it because it was like these microtransactions have really affected the sales as a much lower sales for Battlefront 2. So I click on it expecting to just see these abysmal sale numbers. And I'm like literally laughing as I read the article where it's like, they only sold 9 million copies instead of 10 million copies. EA's really going to learn those lessons about those microtransactions, which by the way, are coming back into the game soon. And like the whole tone of the article reminded me of the kind of shit that the gaming media tries to shove down your throat, where they want you to feel a certain way and they change the tone of the article to match their view. But the, mm-hmm. the information in the article doesn't support that. In no world is 9 million a, a a failure and on top of that in no world does 9 million people mean that people are not running out there to buy this game it has a mediocre metacritic i think it's in the 60s and it has the biggest dumpster fire i've ever seen for luke we talked about this a couple months ago it, we thought this was going to be the luke um the loot box situation to break all loot box situations forever or at least change the game forever and what these sales are showing is that you can have a mediocre game and a horrible, offensively bad loot box situation, and consumers don't care. They don't care. They, 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 I'm looking at the numbers, and people don't care. And my question to the Instagram audience was, why? Why don't people care? So before I read a lot of these incredible comments, which, by the way, our community is fucking awesome. Um, so much good stuff I want to read and play off of. I want to ask you guys... When when I when I when you hear about this article or what happened, even EA's stock, by the way, went up. It's not just because of Battlefront; they have a lot of other things they do. But when you hear about this, what's your personal take on what I'm telling you? If if you have something that you know you'd like to say, or how do you feel about it? Well, well, first off, EA considers Battlefront. They they, they were projecting that they would make a lot more money or sell a lot more copies than that. Um, and that projection was, of course, uh, probably communicated with their investors like, hey, we're going to, we, we suspect that we're going to make this amount of revenue from this game. Um, can't wait a sec. Can I stop you right there? I want, I don't want to interrupt you, Yeah, but I want to play on what you just said, because what you're saying is exactly what people are trying to tell me. But when I read this, it says it sold 9 million. They expected 10. The, the original sold 14, and they're expecting this to sell from one to three more. So they're predicting this will sell 12 to 13 million, which is basically just one million short. But the theme of what you're saying, Fish, is what everyone's saying, that it didn't hit sales numbers. But we're talking about <laughs> 13 million. You know what I mean? Like, that seems... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's definitely a lot to, like... Um any other company out there would consider that a fucking resounding success and like that just i think that's i think that's just telling of like these big publishers like ea like one of the biggest it has it puts a lot of marketing and Mm -hmm. uh, has a lot of people backing and investing in that company to deliver a product that will reach you know a a gang load of people and like that getting that that amount of success out of one game like that's almost just like i don't think that's necessary at this point like you don't have to you don't have to try and make a game that'll be something so mainstream and capture everybody's attention like 
that's so hard to do. Like, it, but these companies I, I, I assume that, ex- that that's they're right at this point. That's that's the whole issue. Like, mm-hmm. they they assume that it's not just that they can, but that they should. They they ought to. They they deserve to have that, and that's that's. <sighs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's like entitlement. It's like corporate entitlement. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oh no, we're we're EA. We're gonna make a Star Wars game. This will sell this many units. Just period. Like, no, that's not how that works. You still have to make a game that people give a shit about. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am not diametrically opposed to loot boxes in games. Like I, I am fine with that. I, I understand the whole idea of if you like a game, want to kick in a little bit extra money for a developer that you like. Um, I think even even in this situation where it's an EA game, if it's something you really really love, you want to spend some money on it, that's fine. Um, but I still don't see this as like. the only way to save their their game or something like i like it yeah well it's less they it, they talk about the fact that the loot boxes they didn't get that revenue obviously that's 9 million people that could have bought a loot box so they don't have that revenue but that's kind of a it's more about the idea that the loot box disaster didn't really affect the sales of the game it wasn't yeah. like a lot of people were so well, disgusted they didn't go and you know the the funny thing about that is really Adding the loot boxes later makes the most sense anyway. Just from from a from a purely sales standpoint, if you don't want mm-hmm. the bad press of having these shitty loot boxes in there, I mean, not that Sneak loot boxes in, in general are shitty, but like specifically Battlefront's shitty, shitty loot boxes. There's no arguing that that they were horrible. If you don't want that bad press, wait a couple months like this, because the people who are most likely to buy a bunch of loot boxes anyway are still going to be playing the game at that point that's those yeah. that's those are the people who are going to buy it um so i mean it's yeah. it's kind of the best of both worlds really if you want to yeah i mean i don't i don't see a reason why you couldn't just add them in later um kind of wait till everything dies down it's kind of like when my mm-hmm. kid gets in trouble for trying to sneak some candy and i yell at her and she waits in for a couple hours until no one's paying attention. I see her sneaking back into the kitchen to get one when no one's paying attention. They're going to sneak these microtransactions back into their game yeah. five or six months later <laughs> when everything's died out. Shay, what do you, how do, where do you fall on all this? Um, I think it's a little shysty, but at the same time, they basically never said that they were not going to integrate loot boxes into their games. I think it's kind of always been there that they were going to put it there in the first place. And I still think it's shysty um, a little bit, but kind of like what Josh said, um, how else are they going to generate revenue? If they make DLC and stuff, they still have to put in a bunch of resources and hire people to do it and put in the time and energy versus Mm -hmm. just loot boxes, which are just designing skins for guns or characters. It really isn't that much work, and they maximize their profits that way. So I get it. I understand it. 
Um, Can I rephrase the question to you in another way? Because I feel like we're focusing too much on the loot boxes, and I don't want to discredit you guys' opinions on that. But when I, wh- how do you feel about the, when you look at an article that says, despite everything negative you've heard about this game, read about it, it's still sold 9 million copies. Whenever you read that, what, what's the first thing you think in your mind, Shay? I, I was very confused that it sold that much, to be honest with you, because I know a lot of gamers uh, were kind of against it. But then that kind of goes back to the conversation we were having earlier of the casual gamer yeah. versus the um, the more, I guess, hardcore gamer, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, that basically, the um, if a mom hears like, oh, my son loves Star Wars, and he has a system that I'm going to buy him, and, oh, this Star Wars game is getting ready to come out, she's not going to research it. She's just going to buy it. And I know, personally, from working retail, if I'm walking into a store, um, or if someone walks into my store, and I want to sell them something, and I'm like, hey, well, what is your son like? Oh, he loves Star Wars. Let me tell you about this shitty game that's re- getting ready to release that I'm going to sell. <laughs> yeah, you. right. You know, that's what that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying I it would be interesting if they could somehow kind of quantify that like how much was was the game sold um to people who actually genuinely wanted to play the game versus people buying it as a gift for other people. But well, yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's a more interesting distinction than the whole casual versus hardcore i think i think the informed gamer versus just yes random gamer because i mean because i mean like i i feel like that has a whole lot more to do with the actual demographics going on than than some you know just no way to actually define it hardcore gamer um going on um because I mean, like like you said, I think the people who bought this game probably are not the most into gaming as a you know as a medium type consumer. I feel like they play Star Wars because Star Wars is a fun game, sort of a that they could care less about you know. Um, yeah. Well, this yeah the rest this of comment actually gaming. plays. This comment plays into what you're saying, Josh, and what Shay was just saying, so it's a good time. Akuma429 said, The industry is fueled by parents that don't play games or pay attention to the gaming news. As a parent myself that does play um, and does pay attention to the gaming news, I still bought the game. The reason for this is I'm a single-player gamer, so the loot boxes don't affect me. And on top of that, my kids play the games all the time mm-hmm. with loot boxes, and they love opening them. <laughs> so, like, this kid <laughs> likes to play the games. This kid, which is kind of, I never thought about that. Like, buying, like, loot boxes and yeah. seeing, like, your kid get excited about Like, that's actually pretty interesting. So, good points there. He's saying, I knew about it, but I didn't care because I have kids that would love that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Which is something parents deal with. How many parents out there, like, I bought, like, an Amiibo for my daughter. I bought Zelda yeah. and Mario thinking she would play the hell out of them, so... Mhm. Yeah, it's Parents true. It's kind of those... like card games. As as a child, you know, like I remember when my dad would buy me first Pokemon and then Magic the Gathering cards. Like I can imagine when he's buying that, being like, "Why does my son like this cardboard shit?" Like, 
Like, wh- what is the point <laughs> of this, you know? And yeah, but like, you got to do it because you, you, it makes your child happy. Well, you don't have to do it, but you choose to do it because it makes your child happy and you want to see them enjoy happiness while they're a child until they become an adult and hate their life. So mm-hmm. you might as well give them a good childhood. <laughs> when they grow up to be like on. fish and then, you know, it's all over the soulless mm-hmm. husk. Yes. Um, let those kids feel that happiness. Just for a moment. Just a fleeting moment of happiness. Um, you know, uh, the Cosmic Pop-Tart left a comment here. says, The hyperbole is through the roof on this whole issue. It's just a game. I think the fact that 9 million underperformed for EA is indicative that costs for games have gotten so expensive and meeting standards is near impossible. Maybe the returns on this will show EA that people put their money where their mouth is and lobbied against the game because of the loof. See, I disagree with this comment strongly. I don't think, I I, I think what he's saying about hyperbole is, is on point because, oh, okay. With the Cosmo Pop-Tart saying about 9 million underperforming for EA, is indicative of the fact that EA expects it to sell 15 million copies to be a success. That is fucking insane. If you are making a video game of any kind and you expect it to say, if it doesn't sell 15 million copies, it's a failure, then you, it's, you're just, that's an idiotic way to, to get in the business. So I feel like they're just, that's insane. That is literally yeah. I, disgusting. I think that's kind of based yeah. off the, the whole model of it being Star Wars. So like, Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars is such a huge juggernaut that they expect it to sell that much because it has yeah. the name Star Wars on it and it's attached to Disney and it's attached to all these other things. Like it well, you should can hope. sell this much. Yeah. You can hope it will sell 13 well, to 15 I mean, million cuz that would be I mean this it's it's what EA does. I mean that's that's they did that for Star Wars. I mean it's not it's not just them. I mean yeah Oh, none not, of us, none of us, were even remotely interested in the new Call of Duty, and apparently yeah. that's, you know, best sold game of the year. like yeah, like people are buying it. Last year, yeah, people are buying this. They want these big brainless games. So I mean, whatever. The, like, the informed, the informed gamer, I think, is a great way of putting it. Besides the fact that the kids, the informed gamer that like us that goes and reads all these websites and podcasts and talk about it, we are such a small percentage we can we can make a difference by making something like near sell two million copies and feel a victory right but in the grand scheme of things we mean nothing (laughs) we we really like exactly exactly i feel like exactly i mean it's like everyone knows movies but it doesn't mean you're a movie buff i mean it's 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 the similar sort of a thing um yeah yeah i feel like for a long time gamers were such a small small group of people that we still assume we are even though there are tons of people who play games now who don't give a fuck about being a gamer um yeah exactly it's just like casual thing or they're twitch playing on twitch or something and mm -hmm. and the second part of what he said though i respectfully disagree with where he says maybe the returns on this will show ea that people put their money where their mouth is i I don't believe that there was enough of a dent. Like Shay said, when Shay saw it, he was surprised it sold 9 million copies. So was I. When I read that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? After all the shitstorm I've heard about this game, it sold 1 million less than the predecessor. Like, it's just, it's like it's all just noise for the sake of noise. But, um... I respect where you're coming from. I got a comment here from Hakuna Matata. 
522 says, I don't find it too surprising. It's Star Wars. People will buy almost anything that has to do with Star Wars. I bought the game and I love it. Have not spent a dime on microtransactions. And I couldn't even if I wanted to because they took them out of the game. What it says about the industry is that gamers' voices actually play a bigger part than we think. The only reason EA pulled the microtransactions was because gamers made it loud and clear they will not support these schemes. Now that I agree with. There was a backlash on the microtransactions and they yanked them. Mm -hmm. um, which did affect their revenue, but did not affect the sales really. So that, that's a good point. The, the backlash did at least affect their revenue because they had to yank. Think about that. 9 million people own the game, right? That's 9 million people that they could possibly squeeze a microtransaction out of. I can't imagine how much revenue they lost. Yeah, I, I don't understand why EA actually succumbed to the will of, you know, the, the press. You know, <laughs> no, right? It talking about that, yeah. you know? It, it's, it's a bit I don't weird know. because, you know... I, I, I don't think I mean, that was as big of a hit as you guys are thinking because, I mean... I mean, that's like assuming everyone who owns Destiny will buy a loot box. Like, I have... I didn't... Ever... Yeah, but like Fish between Destiny One so and he made Destiny up for Two, all of us. well, but that's that's the point. That's that's <laughs> I what I was one. getting at. Like that's that's why Did I'm you... thinking adding them in later is not losing money, because I think the people who are still sticking around to play it a couple months after the fact are the people that's who fair. would have bought them to begin with. I just I don't feel like these are lost sales. I feel like they're delayed well, sales, well, but I don't feel like they're mm, really ahead, losing Fish, revenue from it. By, well, you know, waiting until well, like not the, to add these the back in. Yeah, but the the uninformed gamer though would probably spend at least like ten bucks on a loot box just to see how it is, you know, because coming across a loot box in that game is kind of a grind. So like, if they see that option, like, oh, buy this, and you can uh, potentially upgrade your characters a bit in the multiplayer. Like, uh, I'm sure they are missing a few quite a bit of cells from that initial when that game dropped you know and when essentially it had the most people online now that i guess the online has kind of evened out and has a, a stable enough amount of players still playing it it probably ea looked at that and was like well if we put in the loot box now it it could probably still generate us quite a bit of money so i mean i just don't understand why ea would to come to you know these this essentially small group of people voicing that we've had it with fucking loot boxes and granted their loot boxes are fucking shitty like looking at other games loot box systems like they're, they're a lot better but like yeah this one definitely i guess was the straw that broke the gamers back essentially i i i <laughs> <laughs> fish bringing the zingers in there. Let's <laughs> yeah, that's the second week in a row. Let's draw that broke the gamers back. I I don't know. I guess I don't see it as breaking any sort of back. I, as like Josh said, they'll bring it in later. They'll make their money. It's still sold. I respect. I just don't see the break. I don't see a significant enough damage to see that but we'll, we can respectfully disagree um xanderson 305 said people see the logo and they buy the game there could be diapers with star wars on them and they'd sell out there's got to be star wars diapers i mean there's i'm sure those have to exist in some capacity um and if and definitely i'd love yeah. i'd love to have my daughter wear my jar jar binks one yeah and the one 
Your daughter needs to be shitting all of those. Shit all over Jar Jar Binks' face. Put Jar Jar Binks on the inside of the diaper. That's how justice can be served. Oh, no, that sounds messy. <laughs> Do your Jar Jar voice. Misa <laughs> don't like cleaning up shit. Misa got poop in my mouth. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, this... This one person that Lisa, act- okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Miss. I just want to get this out of my Do chest. it, get it out. Misa can reach my asshole with my tongue. <laughs> Misa can reach my asshole. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. You feel better now? Yes. Go on. <laughs> Shay didn't even These laugh. These are great comments, though. Shay didn't laugh at all. Uh, God damn it, Shay. No. It's too busy playing it's it's a video game. Nah, it wasn't even funny. No, how dare you? It's bad. How dare you? Talked about Jar Jar licking his own asshole. I thought it yeah, was great. Yeah, it's not funny. No, we were I talking about it. Jar Jar licking your child's asshole. No, 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 we were not. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. In no well, world. That's, that's exactly what you were talking about. <sighs> Putting him on the inside of diapers. That's how the Jar Jar's race would like clean their children. Um, the game two five one nine and zero. I was disappointed what they did, but at the same time, I enjoyed the game. So I'm conflicted. I'm surprised. A lot of people enjoyed it more than, than me and Fish did. Um, Humor uh, Humor Whitehill, or I'm sorry, Humor Whittle said, "I think this is a big illustration that a lot of people that buy games don't keep up with the game's media. And this is what we're talking about, and very much agree with. They just saw a new Star Wars game and didn't even know where the controversy... They just saw a new Star Wars game and didn't know there was a controversy. Um, which is what I told you guys. Like, my sister would buy a game like this and have no idea that there was any sort of controversy around that shit. Um, so, it's, that's a good point. Um, let's see. So, this is an interesting one. Epidemic Mike 1 said... Publishers use psycholo- psychologists and behavioralists that analyze human behavior and addiction. I remember that these types of tactics were used by the big mobile gaming publishers. I think loot boxes and the whole gambling aspect is a product of that. Here's my thing. If publishers need to sell games at a higher price, I'm all for it. Only if the product is polished and finished. I think Nintendo's first party games are exactly um, what should be churned out through time. Um, th- but then he said, 2017 was the year of broken games and consumer printed. Um, predation. Look at Destiny 1 and 2 as a prime example of everything that's wrong with the industry. Oh, Fish is getting mad now. <sighs> pay to the pl- uh, pay to play content on disc force grinding so you can use their monetary system to get the items you want. Lack of story and meaningful content. Consumers need to speak up and the only way to do that is with their wallets. I didn't get Destiny 2 because of all the money I spent on Destiny for mech content and I felt screwed. Now, the only thing I, I I agree with him with the first Destiny, they hid a lot of stuff in the expansion content, and the expansion content was thin. And if it had been in the original game, the original Destiny would have been felt much more complete. But Destiny Two didn't really have a bunch of gross microtransactions. I didn't feel but most of the stuff in Destiny Two was cosmetic and like harmless. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. It was purely like they did give you mods, but. I don't think those mods really no. are game changers per se. No, no. Like, if they locked away exotics now in those, in those, oh, uh, that'd be disgusting. Boxes, yeah. they would never do yeah, that. Yeah, that would. Fu- 
that would sicken me. I'll be like, fuck, I can I can't get this certain weapon that I want to get try out in this game. And and the only way I can get it is paying more money for a chance of getting it. Like once games get to that point, that's when yeah, that 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 just won't fly with a lot of gamers. And yeah. like eventually like the 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 mainstream consumers um would essentially see that and be like, Whoa, that's that's really fucked up and yeah. I'd like to think that those people would stop putting money into it, but some people out there just have a disposable income and are willing to put what? that. And I think that's what these companies are hoping for, putting these loot boxes in there. Is they're hoping for those people with disposable income where they could just throw down $100 yeah. in one night. You're, you're right. There was, boxes. There's an article, Fish, that I read about um, this game. It was an online game. I think it was called Path to Exile, where they said that only 3% of their like millions and millions of players actually spent real money. So it's only 3%, 97% of their audience did not spend a dime, but the 3% were so hardcore that they made up for everyone else. Because, you know, you have, yeah. it's just, it's like the diehard nature. If you have a small enough segment of people that have enough income and they're hardcore, they're going to buy it over and over and over and over. Yeah, and from the business standpoint, it, it would make sense to put, at least put that, that incentive into your game to get more money out of them yeah i agree um taking side said after this debacle i've gone from cautiously optimistic about anthem to downright worried i know ea was evil but this is a whole new level of douchebaggery now i don't believe ea is evil but i believe that they are soulless so if you believe that not having a soul makes you evil then maybe i agree with you but i do believe that ea is a corporation and the fact that they're just sitting around needing to sell 15 million copies of a game makes me feel like the artistic integrity of their product is far far secondary so if that's what you're trying to say taking sides i agree with you and i am also worried about anthem because mass effect uh andromeda was trash so um we had to see it before we believe it headquarters said the controversy behind this game meant nothing to a lot of consumers apparently it doesn't surprise me as long as star wars name was attached to it i knew it was going to sell ea doesn't care they're going to do whatever they want. They sh yeah, if he I'm surprised EA didn't do more of whatever they want. Just shove their middle finger in the air and just kept those microtransactions in like Josh was saying. It's just, it's surprising. Um, the inner gamer just laughed and said, haha, it's never enough. <laughs> it's, it's funny, right? Nine million copies, it's not good enough. Nine million is, could you, I, I, can't even Im I can't even imagine what it would be like to sell nine million copies of anything in today's world. Um, Fernando underscore Angula said Battlefront 2 development was more expensive. Also, the user base is bigger now, so 9 million is no good. I respectfully disagree. If 9 million is no good, then I don't want to live in that world. Um, but EA is, they're trying to, EA is trying to spin this, or this person who wrote this article is trying to spin this in the, in the angle to make you believe that 9 million is no good. And I wonder if EA, not to be cynical, but I wonder if EA is sitting around like, look, we still sold 9 million. And we're probably still going to sell 12 to 13 million by the end of the year. Let's just, let's just take the, the wounded animal approach and go out there and say, oh, we're so sorry. You guys are right. We didn't meet our expectations, and it means we need to create a better product. But behind the scenes, they're fucking rolling cigars at $100 bills. You know what I mean? It just feels like bullshit to me. But that's the cynical person um, thinking. What anime is that? <laughs> is that an anime? I don't know, but it sounds like one. I think it could be, I guess. I don't know. I'm just kind of <laughs> spitting off at the mouth. 
Um, let's see. So the real post arc said the fact that EA is doubling down on Mike on the game microtransactions scares me. And that's what we're talking about. They're bringing them back. This is a trend that's becoming more and more apparent. They won't stop yeah. because they're too big to stop. Well, I don't like that's. I'm hearing a lot of comments about that. Like can't stop. Just can't stop. Acting like all microtransactions are evil. They're not. Games should have gone up in price. Games have been 60 bucks since the <sighs> 90s. They should be 100 bucks by now due to you inflation. You pay $100 a game? Not. No, fucking listen, crazy? listen. <clears throat> if they were supposed to keep up with inflation, it, we'd be paying 100 bucks for games. We okay. would be. Because they That's were true. 60 bucks in the early 90s. You'd pay 60 that, bucks yeah. for an NES game. Mm -hmm. I did, yeah. Yeah. Grandma sent me sixty dollars. I bought Donkey Kong. They've not gone up I'll, I'll, in I'll decades. Only paid forty dollars for Metal Gear Solid, though. But you I mean, but that's late. that's that's the whole point. If if games you, magically for some reason can't charge more than sixty bucks, they need to get this extra money somewhere, or the development costs have to go down. Like because yeah. they keep yeah. on making more and more powerful systems. If we mm -hmm. want games to look yes. pretty on those more and more powerful systems. You need to pay extra for it. But, but think about that, Josh. What, $60 a pop and they're $9 million. Uh, Can somebody do the math on that? I suck at math. What is that? How much revenue is that if you sell 60, uh, if you make a game for $60 and you sell 9 million copies? What's six times nine? It's $54 million. <laughs> But that's not all. Fish, you don't know your basic math. <laughs> I was laughing, but I didn't know it either. Wait, okay, wait, so... wait, wait. Why are you laughing at Fish? You, you just asked us to figure it out for you, Morgan. I know, I know. Why I are was... you laughing at Fish? You can't figure it out either. No, I was just giving Morgan. He simply had to just times those two numbers. That's it. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Morgan can't be giving either. you shit because he did. couldn't figure it out either. I didn't. No, I did. The school he tried to flip it. flip it on me. I did. That's what it I do. Backfired. Yeah. I just flip it on fish. That's pretty usual. Did I say 54? Yes, you did. It's like 2 o'clock in the yeah. morning here. I think it's 540. Okay. So $540 million. And that definitely sounds right, Josh. Five hundred. There's no way it'd be 54. Um, you're th uh, $540 million of like basic level revenue, right? If that is not enough money for you to make a game and get a healthy amount of revenue then your company then that's ridiculous and honestly here's the fucked up part we all played battlefront 2 or me and fish did that game didn't feel that fucking great the graphics weren't that fucking incredible you know what i mean like yeah sure janina looked great but i didn't play it and i wasn't blown away like uncharted or horizon or any of that shit how come horizon can sell four million copies and be a huge success well if ea is spending that much money and that's the product then they don't know how to fucking make games and utilize their resources, and that's the bottom fucking line. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I could agree with that. Um, sec a couple of short more things here. This is a good conversation, then we'll wrap it up. Um, Sector Seven said there's a lot of loyalty in the fan base like this, much like the loyalty people had toward brand names. When I met my husband, he only wore a certain brand of clothes and ate a certain and ate a certain brand of bread. <laughs> uh, Star Wars is one of the ultimate brands in nerdum. In some terms, it's like a bad relationship in that people keep coming back for more. They just love the brand. That's true. A bad relationship is not a bad way of putting it. I mean, put a couple of Final Fantasy characters on some ROM and then I'll buy it. Oh, wait, I did. Oh, I, I've <laughs> almost done that too. Uh, uh, oh, come on. At least that's a very harmless, silly investment. I mean, you know, put a Final Fantasy character on ROM and that's cool. 
I hate on that. Um, Brondo said, it says they still made a, a fun game. I bought it because it's fun. So this guy kept it short and sweet and just said, hey, the game yeah. is still fun. I don't give a shit what people say. Um, Desert Ocelot said you could put Star Wars logo on a bag of lettuce and sell it for double to a fanboy. It's probably true. I mean, that Star Wars lettuce is probably twice as nutritious. Especially if it's romaine. The Bagel One said hardcore gamers are a secondary crowd to EA. They market to the Call of, D- Call of Duty or Madden crowd. Who doesn't play too many games and whose consoles are mainly Netflix machines. This is not a bad point. Um, these people see Star Wars with pretty graphics on the box and buy it. Simple as that. Um, they are ignorant to EA's business practices. And again, we've kind of mentioned that, and I think that's that's that the stats and the sales show me that that mm-hmm. is accurate. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, that, here. it's a market. There's nothing wrong with that. If these people are going to be, if they want something to buy, there's nothing wrong with giving them something to buy. But also, it doesn't mean we should just ignore it. So I think that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. This guy said something about Nier, so I have to bring it up. Um, Dark Knight uh, Cacophony said, um, honestly, I think it's time we start truth. <laughs> Cacophony? <laughs> I love reading people's real names. I know if, if they were traditional emails, you'd have people's shit, names. Huh? I could just <laughs> I could just say, you know, Ryan sent this. But um, honestly, I think it's time we started truly speaking with our wallets and less about hype. The hype train's guiding us. We allow these situations to leaf off, leech off our nostalgia or pure excitement without truly realizing the cost of blind consumerism. I bought into Battlefront 2 because I thought I knew what to expect after the last one, how I was wrong. I thought I would go in and have a bit of fun with my brother from time to time wrong again. Truly, we live in an age where being picky for our choice and what we play is most sacred. In 2017, I almost bought almost every major release. I walked out feeling as though if only three were worth my time, it would Nier Automata give me something special in retrospect. Thank you. Thank you for giving Nier Automata some love. You are right. All I know is EA has a hard road ahead of them when it comes to buying me into their world. Um, and unfortunately, he's probably one of the informed gamers who... EA does not care about. Uh, a couple other quick ones here. Sweet underscore Z4L says, certainly an improvement from the last Battlefront, but all the greedy drama behind the title leaves a bad taste and make it difficult to go back to. See, this is fascinating. Two comments I read back to back. One said he was disappointed after playing the first, and one said it was an improvement on the last one. So uh, another fascinating thing about just get, hearing all these people's responses is that people are all over the place, and that's, that's okay too, about the quality of the game. Everyone seems to be kind of on the same page with EA. But everyone's like kind of up and down on the actual quality of the game, which is important. It sounds like enough people thought the game was fun and enjoyed it and don't mm-hmm. feel really upset about spending their money on it. And that is, I think, like the, maybe the most important thread here. Um, last one. This is the last one I'll read. Okay. This is, and this is someone who seems really passionate about it. So I'll, I'll read their response. Red, uh, Red Blue Blur 1693 said, I for one love the idea of Star Wars Battlefront 2. I love the idea of playing through all the eras. The graphics are beautiful. Seeing all the different planets from Seattle, Rainy, Camino, Sands of Jakku. I didn't know Seattle was in the game. No, I get what he's trying to say. Um, Sands of Jakku, Eternal Winter of Hoth, <laughs> uh, the rigid temple like base of Yavin 4, just to name a few. I thought we would have more freedom customizing our clone troopers and stormtroopers, you know, picking what squadron you want to be like during the Clone Wars. The free DLC is nice, but I'll bet most of those DLC characters could have been included um, from day one. Loot boxes suck. You have to spend money of your hard work, blood, and sweat to, to leave it to chance to get a duplicate Star Wars card. 
Others can buy their way into the greatness and be maxed out and have an upper hand on everyone. I wish it was like the old days where you had to put in hours and playing to upgrade your weapons and get better equipment. Unlock bonus characters. It sucks how greedy game companies have become. It was nice of EA to give free DLC to us gamers. It's the least they can do for giving us a broken game and making us pay $60 for it. We aren't spending more. I hope it backfires again when they bring back the loot boxes. Um, so just a lot, a lot of incredible thoughts here. If I skipped a couple, I'm sorry. We've never gotten this many comments on a post before. Uh, I wanted to get everyone involved because I know what it's like when you have a strong opinion on something and you leave it somewhere and nobody cares about what you said or reads it. And I think one thing that we can do is maybe give a voice to. We're a smaller community, but I think that gives us an opportunity to get our community involved. So thank you for everyone who chimed in. Um, definitely the most active and interesting, passionate section of comments we've ever had. So, so thank you. Um, and I think that's going to wrap up the show. It's been a lot of fun. Everything from Monster Hunter to this whole EA debacle, a little horizon sprinkled in there. And of course, regenerating lizards. Just another day in the world of the Chompcast. So thanks for listening. We hope you continue to support us uh, throughout the coming weeks and years to come as we, you know, are working our hardest to, to create the, the best gaming podcast you can get i should say the best gaming and science podcast combination that you can find with enough uh dick jokes to last you for a lifetime um please leave a comment <laughs> a nice comment or a nice rating wherever you listen to the show if you can support us that way drop us an email a comment share it with your friends your family whatever it takes to get the sword chomp and chompcast name out there we love you and we will be back next week uh, hopefully talking some some shadow of the colossus so until then peace out